welcome to the Games and Junk Game Club Podcast. My name is Jason Ariola, your usual host, and joining me today is my usual co-host, Anthony Vinueva. How's it going? And joining us today once again is John Lucero. Hi, thanks for having me. Alright, good to have you, man. So, today, we are going to be talking about E3. Everything that happened, well, no, not everything. We were going to do that, but then we decided we didn't want another three-hour podcast because I'm sure some of you people are still listening to that episode. So we thought, you know what, let's, for the sake of brevity, let's make a list of stuff we want to talk about, and we'll each kind of dissect it on our individual like kind of interest. And then we lost a person, so we're going to go ahead and add a little bit more to it by talking about stuff that disappointed all of us in general, so... Um, John, why don't you go ahead and start us off with um, what interested you on E3? We're gonna like run a run a kind of a top five thing here, but some of our interests intersect each other, so you might see a, maybe one less from each of us. But anyway, John, go ahead and start off there. Okay, well, I think we all want to talk about Horizon. That's uh, that game looks really really cool. Yes, I agree. That's that's one of the uh, it's one of the things like I came away from Sony's conference. I was like, I I want that thing. I want it pretty bad. Yeah, it's, and I mean, he's got a date now. So it's coming out two weeks after Persona, so that might be a problem for me. Mm. But, uh, might be a problem for a lot of people, but I don't know. Like, I think a lot of Persona fans are just going to buy Persona. And... It's going to be a, a big problem for me, because I'm going to buy Persona 5, but probably never play it. <laughs> like, I never played Persona 3 and 4. Did I oh, even... well, that's like me with Persona <laughs> 1 and both parts of 2. So Those games are so good. And Shin Megami Tensei 4. Like, I have it in all the DLC, but I haven't played it, so... It should be a problem, but I probably won't be playing Persona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just move right on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so for Anthony Knight, it's probably not that big a uh, deal, but... <laughs> Well, well, why I buy those games and never play them. Yeah, well, I, I waited on Persona 4 Golden until it was like $18 or something like that, and I was like, oh, cool, I'll, I'll oh, snag it now. good. <laughs> just, like, just play it. Well, Gore just recently played it and put like 150 hours yeah, into I've seen it. Yeah, the last two or three weeks, just long game. two or three hour chunks, just that game. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, that's, that's a... <laughs> That's a that's a hefty investment. Says the guy who's probably put 600 hours into Tactics over the course of his life, but whatever. Yeah, yeah I put about 400 into Fallout 4, which is kind of weird yeah that's okay that's a lot and to not even beat it <laughs> yeah that's that's a hefty amount there buddy or do any really main uh, any of the main stuff but... anyway let's get back on horizon it's a sad month <laughs> yeah so that's yeah horizon <laughs> yeah so um so what specifically kind of is interesting to you about this one john it's it's just looks so different than a lot of games have been in a long time just the the month the creature design the uh the robot mech Animal things, uh, the ma- the amount of variety when you're fighting. Uh, it look it's got that uh, it's a monster hunter in it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of traps, and they show they showed uh, being able to uh, hack the animals and use them as mounts and stuff. So, so that's pretty cool. It looks it looks great. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, that's about it. I just want to play it. That's it. That's all I can. I just want to play that game. I, I applaud that there's finally a like woman lead in a game that isn't like overly sexualized. It's kind of cool, but at the same time, then it's like you see all this tribal stuff, and it's like not a single person with any skin tone but white in this thing. It's like <laughs> so let's not let's not let's not go I mean, calling this the most diverse. Look at look how diverse this is. It's like no, there's a white woman, and not a and the rest of everybody in the game is a white man. It's like let's, let's, not, let's not go crazy with with how diverse it is. And they gave her. A, I wish they gave her a better name too than. Uh... Alloy. It's I, think it's, like, I think it's pronounced alloy, isn't it? Alloy. Get it? Metal? You guys get it? Yep. Oh, like, oh boy. If I didn't get it before, I... Yeah, it's oh like, it's like the animals, they're, they're made of metal, so like, yeah, metal. Yeah. Yeah. Real clever. Yeah. yeah. Again, uh, video game writing, mostly just silly. <laughs> silly, silly nonsense. Has it changed since Final Fantasy VII or even before that, so... Yeah. 
This is this is just a uh, the gradual progression of all your base are belong to us effectively. So uh, and uh, so you guys like the Killzone series? Uh, I liked Killzone two quite a bit. I just didn't play enough. You guys have faith in this game since it's coming from those guys. That's I true. Faith, I have faith it will look really good. I had to bring it up because I, I wanted to question Jason on it. You know, I um, I love the series. Well, you and I. Well, okay, take that back because I we love both two thought and three. we both thought one was ass because it yeah, is. But that is a horrible game. Yeah, that's terrible. At least fifteen years later. Yeah. No, I think even <laughs> when it like, I, I uh, John, you're probably too young to remember, but like when Killzone was kind of first coming out, like oh, I remember the trailer. Uh, well, put, it was know? it was being like put forth as the Halo killer. This is going to look so much better than oh, Halo. It's going to be so, the one, yeah. so much more fun than Halo. And I played it and I was like, this is not fun. This no. is worse than Halo ODST, which I think is the most boring entry in the series. But We all know Hayes was the true Halo killer. That's true, yes. That, oh God. <laughs> Sony has a track record of trying to take down Halo and not really succeeding very well with it. So <laughs> Halo's taking itself down better than Halo. Yeah, is, Halo's so. kind of, yeah. Master Chief's pretty good at shooting himself in the foot at this point. But, um... Like, okay, so here's the thing, like, I'm not that huge on, like, first-person shooters, but the, like, I got about halfway through Killzone 2, and I, it's a solid game, but for whatever reason, I stopped playing it. Yeah, I think it was probably the DualShock 3 that made me stop playing it, so. Yeah. Uh, the campaign was fine. It was, the, the multiplayer is where it was, the, was what yeah. you got for, though. Yeah. Yeah, my, uh, friend, or my friend Ariel, like, he, I don't know how many hours he put into that multiplayer in, in Killzone 2, but he really got into it, so. Um, you know, I own the Killzone trilogy, and I own Shadow... Shadowfall? Shadowfall on PS4. It was like on a flash sale for like five bucks or something like that, so I bought it. But, um, yeah, uh, I haven't played any Killzone since halfway through Killzone 2, like kind of when it first came out, so. But <laughs> they've got a pretty solid track record of at least being, like, gameplay-wise solid, even yeah. if, like, you know, story-wise are stupid, which I think we're kind of continuing with with Horizon. I mean... It, you know, the, we don't know yet. I mean, it could, it's a, a name. Is it? It's it's a cool like setting, at least. Yeah, but kind of kills on what's too when you think about it. But yeah. it's it like I said, I've always I, not always said, but kind of like in the last I don't know a couple of years, it's just like video games are silly. Like there are so few video game stories that are actually like capable of you can yeah. look at it and say this is a genuinely good story where like. I don't know, any sort of real impact. Like, really, the only game that, like, in the last few years, I'd say, that, like, impacted me with any sort of, like, significance was, like, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Okay. And that's... Other than that, it's been kind of like, meh. Even maybe Papa Yo, but the gameplay in that, that was... That was good. That was a pretty broken... Not broken. It was, was a pretty... A good ending. Yeah. It was a great, like, story, but gameplay-wise, it just kind of... Yeah. It wasn't the best, but it was a good story, so... Didn't those guys have a new game? They well, announced they, or something. They've got one for the VR. It's like Time Machine VR. Oh, okay. And then um, they've got an iOS one, Story of Seasons, I think. Right. But I don't know. It might even be on Steam at this point. But it sort of was this. It, it sort of like was that, or if I'm remembering it correctly, it looked a lot like that Never Alone game that came out basically. But it came out before Never oh. Alone did. It just because it was on mobile, it kind of flew under the radar completely. Yeah, you can get lost on mobile. So. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of like Steam almost. Like, you put a game on Steam, and it's like, you just better hope it hits. Otherwise, it just gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. So. Okay, so Horizon, yeah, I think I think, I think think it's got a good chance of coming out pretty good. I mean, just from what we've seen, and, I mean, it's hard to judge based on that. Because, I mean, you know, look at kind of Watch Dogs for me 3, like, last year, yeah. two years ago, whatever it was. Like, the, and even the Division, like, the huge difference in... Like those E three things or whatever, it's like. Mm, but I think Horizon's got a pretty good chance of turning out well. It's the I don't want to say it's a fairly simple thing. Like it seems kind of like 
Dragon's Dogma almost to a point, and that was done pretty well, and that was Capcom's first foray into that I, genre, so... I'm one of people that like that game. What, Dragon's Dogma? Yeah, I like... It was, uh... It's weird and, uh... Really crap in some places, but it was fun overall, I thought. See, that was... That was one of those games I like a lot. I... God, I don't even know how many how much I put into it, but like like the original members of this podcast, like we talked about it and like they they actually played on the Xbox three sixty, the same version I was playing, and like without even realizing it, they had used my pawn to basically get them through the entirety of the game <laughs> because I was like twenty something levels above them. <laughs> so they're like, Oh hey, that's Jason. Oh shit, okay. Cause in an odd little thing they Anthony and I have discussed this before, they didn't really ever play games separately they kind of handed oh, yeah. them off to each other which was weird it was, was a weird like, buddy relationship yeah i was gonna say i think i thought we had a weird lot like you no, know i'm not buddy gonna watch thing. anybody i've never watched jason play games no so. no it's like <laughs> i mean maybe on maybe on twitch but it's like when you're on the couch like no i don't really it's like if i'm I, i'd rather sit at my own house on my own couch playing my own games so yeah i don't want friends we're lonely <sighs> <laughs> so lonely so we're talking lonely games still what's the next game let's, let's yeah let's get back on yeah john what you got next man <laughs> Uh, God of War. Let's talk about God of War. That's, yeah, let's talk about God was, of War. That was a surprise <laughs> when they uh, showed what showed what that's going to be. Uh, there have been kind of leaks coming up to it before. Uh, yeah, the Norse. Like, like a, I was like, all right, Viking is going to be Viking Kratos, and it, I mean, it was literally Viking Kratos. So yeah. it wasn't but, like a different Kratos or something like that. It wasn't like a link. Literally, thing. yeah, it's literally Kratos. Yeah, it's like he walked from Greece to yeah. uh, to the frozen north, and it was like, oh, yeah. this seems good. He got some stitches after he got stabbed in the stomach. Bitches yeah. get stitches. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm more intrigued by what is by what it is now than if it had just been another type, another God of War, like from what, what it was before. And I like the God of War games. I like character action games, but the God of War games aren't very deep when it comes to those. So I'm more of a Devil May Cry guy, mm-hmm. and and like Bayonetta, but I do like them. Uh, but this just it looked like. They were taking taking chances with something that I mean it, it would still have sold if they didn't take any chances, which is why I respect it that they're that they're gonna do it anyway. Like they don't they don't seem to have much reverence for what God of War was before, and they're just kind of gonna tear it down and, re- and build it back up in a in a whole new way. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see like what they actually do with it if it's any different. But throwing the sun mechanic in there, I don't even know if it's gonna be a mechanic or if that was just like a one kind of one off thing. It's 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 interesting to. Yeah. think like how they could utilize like your son fighting with you in battle although son of war although my thing is like i worry that like is he just going to be like this invincible bystander that will just occasionally fling arrows or whatever at the guys it's just, like like ellie and last yeah, of us yeah yeah i mean ellie did even less really though i mean she did she ever really get involved in combat with you no, I don't, uh except when you play as her i don't during think so. cutscenes and then spoilers, i guess for the last of us that you oh <laughs> but... we can yeah it's that game's like five years old now it's fine. yeah i'm just kidding during uh, cutscenes and then well she has her own dlc too left behind yeah but i'm talking like when when you're controlling yeah not when yeah. you're no not when you're yeah. i think she does anything ever yeah that's what i thought like i like she bumped me out of cover a couple of times but <laughs> like like i said god of war is one of those things that like it's kind of one of those games like it seems like it might be a little bit more interesting. My my thing is like I wonder like how I, they've they've openly said it's not an open world game, but like what is the point of the 
um, you know, you discovered this location plus twenty five. I was thinking like, like a tomb, like a Rise of the Tomb Raider kind of thing is what they were gonna do, like a like a like a sandboxy kind of area, not but not a true open world. Just a bigger, yeah. like a just a more like wide open area. An exploratory three D world that uh, is limited by your tool set, basically. Yeah. Maybe I think that's most games yeah. now. It, linear, but they try to flesh it out like Uncharted 4. Yeah. Just bigger environments, okay. but still a yeah. fairly linear experience. Yeah. I think that's where we're going. Maybe, but design. but like with Tomb Raider, you could always backtrack to most of the areas that you've been to, whereas like Uncharted, Uncharted it's, it's a... Uncharted's through that. Yeah, that yeah. Game. It's set piece after set piece, basically. The set pieces might be It's the same with God of War, so... Yeah. Uh, I mean, the game, that game's a couple years off, so I'm sure we'll find we'll find it pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> Watch, we find out it comes out like middle of 2017 or something like that. It should, really. I, I feel like we've been hearing this rumor of God of War being announced at, at least for like three years now it's like it's gonna come they're gonna announce it. i was gonna say because that no all, all the uh all the uh it's like all the like the nordic stuff has been yeah. kind of um like the last six maybe no longer than that it was last year i think i even saw some of those like rumors floating around so maybe it's been longer than that i think um, since ps4 was announced everyone's been waiting for the god of war announcement yeah i mean it was kind of a given it was gonna happen it was just a matter of time but it was just like it i i, I wouldn't put it past it coming out in 2017 but like, 2017 seems so like loaded already when you start thinking about it. So, but yeah. I'll be interested to see what it does. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it'll be. It's gonna launch with like NX. I can talk more about that later. But I feel like we saw a lot of NX or Scorpio games or next gen games. You mean without Neo? Them really... You mean Neo? Yeah, Neo. Okay. Yeah, Neo. Oh, and maybe even NX. Uh, without them Around actually the announcing frame. they're coming out for those consoles. Yeah. By the time these games come out, I think we'll see a lot of what the next gen is going to bring yeah. us. Okay. You know. Or whatever this gen is. Because I think God of War is perfect for it to come out whenever Neo launches. Yeah, that would be that would be a good selling to get point. That bump. That's a good sale. Yeah. So. Okay, well, let's move on so we don't step on your on your, your topic there. But, uh, John, next one. All right. Uh, let's go with uh, Prey. Uh, I was going to call it Prey 2, but that's incorrect. It's just called Prey. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So is this remastered? This <laughs> yeah, this is the remastered. Yeah. You're Tommy again. And you're playing with the jukebox. The jukebox looks great. You're playing the uh, you're playing the uh, the the stereotypical uh, drunk yeah. Native American. Yeah, getting some Kansas box. All right, I like it. Um, actually, and it actually it turns out Prey is System Shock Three, pretty much is what it looks like. It's yeah, yeah it's hmm. I uh I kind of uh, I mean you know because that's just what you do when you write and talk about video games is like snarkily put that it looks like Soma if Soma had I know you, I, I read that I commented on that that is not here nor there right now <laughs> yeah exactly uh, <laughs> we'll get to that one of these days uh, I was I thought it looked more like System Shock and there is they're actually making System Shock three so I can't but uh and I, I like I like System Shock quite a bit uh, so. I'm intrigued by Prey. I would, I part of me still wishes it was the it was the original Prey too because that game looked so cool. Uh, I don't even remember anything about bounty. it, but like that trailer on the plane or that base yeah. bounty hunter. It's like, and that just sounded awesome. That looked a yeah. lot of fun. But this looked cool. The trailer was, uh, it was a it was a different trailer. You didn't really. I think I think it showed some gameplay in there. Possibly it it, it looked like they were shooting stuff, but that could have just been. Um, cutscene or something, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's just cool that it exists. It, that it's, it finally something came out of it finally, and 
Yeah, I'm actually surprised though that they use the prey name because it's not like it has that much. Oh, you don't you don't have much reverence for prey? Yeah. No, no, it's not. It's not that. It's. I mean, you know, I think. I think the unwashed masses might not have a lot of reverence for prey, but I mean, surely a, a connoisseur such as myself. Would. I mean, it's like at this point, it's it's probably by the time Prey Two comes or this version of Prey comes out, it will have been about ten years since the original Prey came out. So it's like, I, you know, like you, John, you would have been in your early teens when this when the original came I was out. Well, I mean, by then, when the original one came out. Okay, so you weren't even yeah. in your teens yet, technically. So yeah, it's like, what, what the hell? It's like, why, why saddle it with this thing? But I mean, I, I guess I can understand because you want. It's a good name. Of- I mean, it's a good name for a game, Prey. Yeah. And there's been and there's been studies showing that it's been it's easier to reboot than come up with a new license. Basically, it is easier as far as like movies go. Like that's why we've seen this slew of. Uh, retellings even uh oh god what was the uh what was the spy movie that came out um god the man from oh. Uncle. Oh. like i mean the the yeah. the amount of like recognition from that is so minimal but there's still some recognition where it's gonna get people like our parents age well anthony and i's parents age maybe into seeing it possibly or at least like hey i remember that whereas if you go and like you have to try to like remember the name of a movie I mean, most people even remember Edge of Tomorrow now as Live Die Repeat, because they kind of like when the DVD release came out, it, they put it off and they put you know Edge of Tomorrow in this tiny little font. And they just put Live that's Die actually the name Repeat. That's the name of the movie now. They changed the name of the movie yet? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they rebranded it from the rather generic yeah. Edge of Tomorrow to Live Die Repeat. Yeah. So we're choice in rebranding it, but I guess like financially, I understand it because they probably own the trademark still. So it's like, well, rather than trademark something else, let's just use what we've got. I think it's smart that they kept the name. Yeah. Since the Prey 2 announcement, people have been waiting for Prey 2 to come back. That's true. Just kind of so well shut people up, basically. Or at least Prey 2. I don't know why they have to rebrand it. Yeah, I... I, I, I Prey was... I actually kind of enjoyed Prey, so... Just move on, make Prey 2. They could have... Or they could have, like, just did Prey and then a uh, subtitle, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe they, it will tie into the original game in some way. I don't know. I'm sure there'll be some, like, weird thing for, like, the 10 fan, the ten diehard fans that they're going to notice. Maybe maybe uh, as you're looking in the mirror one time, you flash to uh, being Tommy and you, like, kill yourself because you realize what a terrible, like, life that would be or something like that. You're like, oh, God, why would and I want to be become a spirit hawk in the rest of the game as you're flying around as a hawk? Yeah, I, I just, what a, yeah, yeah. The, the sound. What like, a weird game that yeah, was. That was spot on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I do yeah. sound effects. Yeah. Anyway, moving on from Prey. What's the next one you got? All right, this uh, uh, Sea of Thieves looks pretty cool. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take take a few off here because I know you guys are gonna mention some. So I'm gonna say Sea of Thieves. Uh, okay. I like pirates. So and uh, I like do I want to do some pirates like Assassin's Creed Four my favorite Assassin's Creed and uh, and it's like the least Assassin's Creed game but it's the best one so yeah and it kind of it's kind of one of those games that might actually finally get me to get an Xbox One finally. okay so my cons- well I got two concerns yeah. with this the first thing with Sea of Thieves is isn't that made by Rare? Yeah, it's made by so Rare. I'm gonna finish your sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. some very good games. If you can name three, <laughs> I will. I, if you have a Steam account, I will. I will. I will buy you like a random game on really Steam. Well, like super well. Don't. That would. That would. That would be the. That would be the definition bother. of a good game, John. Is if it holds up. None of these games are going to hold up. Don't yeah. answer this question. <laughs> I mean, Perfect Dark is great. Come on. No. No. Uh, wrong. 
Incorrect. Go ahead. Incorrect. Try again. Nuts and bolts was kind of cool. Incorrect again. Viva but go ahead. Pretty cool. Okay, I'll give you Viva Pinata. Yeah, by the I'm kidding. It's not. Yeah, I was gonna say that, but okay, Viva. Okay, Viva Pinata. The the, the sequel does not it does not count because that is the same game just with more pinatas. Which is go fantastic. Ahead. Like you can never have too many pinatas. Uh, you know what? Maybe I'll even give you that one because I don't think you're gonna come up with two. I don't like Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, if you were going to say you like Banjo-Kazooie, I was going to have to kick you off the podcast, Tom, but go ahead, Tom, so you're good. Tom's not funny anymore, as aged like shit. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, but it, they've got some really old games, like Slalom and... Yep, skip GoldenEye, good job. GoldenEye does not hold up. We already, I, just, I said Perfect Darks, yep. and that's the better version. Of- you're... you're- I gotta say you're you're correct. Goldeneye does not hold up. Perfect Dark is pretty. It was a great. It was a great game. The, the, Xbox, yeah. the XBLA version of Perfect Dark is really good. I'm just gonna say that it, it, you get to play with an actual controller. Not incorrect. A, not go a ahead. Piece of shit. Sixty-four controller. You're, you're you're entitled. You're entitled to your opinion, even though it's incorrect. But go ahead. <laughs> okay, so I don't know if you remember. Like I, I had talked about this a long time ago, but like the whole like one of the games like I wanted for. Um, the Xbox One when I bought it was Rare Replay because I thought, well, Blast Core, that was a fun game. I remember playing that and I remember enjoying it. And it was one of the few games like Rare put out that I had any kind of fond memories for. No, Blast Core's a pile of crap. I mean, it's hard. Games don't age. A lot of games don't age. Not every game is Mario. <laughs> no. Uh, or Zelda. It's not, not every game is timeless. Oh no, certainly not. But I, I, that, but you know, a lot of these developers don't have this reverence that like Rare has for whatever like, reason. Yeah, I mean, like it. They, I mean, their games are colorful and fun sometimes. So, and, and yeah, I like pirates. And so, sorry, John. I think I just called you a dumb child when you said that. But so, my bad. Um, not not, I not the intent, I also did, not I mean, the I didn't grow up with really six with sixty four stuff. I played sixty four stuff after the fact. Uh, pretty much, pretty much. Both. I was a PlayStation one kid, and I was pretty young still then. That's that's yeah. Well, that's that, the only kid to be. I was gonna say that was the correct pick. Sixty-four so. kid is a sad, sad <laughs> Yeah, a sixty-four kid was one who, um, as Luke had put it, uh, one that has a battered wife syndrome and just apologizes for all of the uh, bad games that were on there. But well, we got one or two good ones every year, yeah, maybe o- if we were you got lucky. Ocarina and Mario sixty-four; those are really good. Yeah, and um, Golden you know, Harvest Moon sixty-four is probably the best Harvest Moon. I like that one a lot. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know what? Ocarina of Time and Harvest Moon 64 are the only two... Oh, you know, Paper Mario was good. Um, Quest 64, my favorite. Oh, yes. And the Aiden Chronicles. The Aiden Chronicles. Yeah, you're forgetting the Aiden Chronicles. Yeah, oh, God. Okay. So, hey, that game holds uh, okay, up pretty well, right? Am I right? Oh, I'm, I'm sure it does. Uh, Tactics Ogre 64... Or no, tact, uh, Ogre Battle 64, Personal Lord of Caliber is pretty good. Um, that probably should have been a PS1 game, though. But it'd be, it'd be 20, 20th anniversary N64. <laughs> We're just going to shit on you for the next 20 minutes. That was when it turned 18. I was like, oh, good. I, you're old enough to kick out of my house now in Nintendo 64. Goodbye. <laughs> so I have two games, Ocarina of Time and Harvest Moon 64. And that's all I have left for my 64, because that's all I really yeah, have any sort of attachment to. Golden yeah. So. Harvest Moon 64, the main reason I kept it was because it does not emulate very well. So, like, there is... I've, I've talked to <clears throat> somebody who does... PR for Natsume, um, who were made nameless and said it is a bug fucked beyond belief. Anytime they try to emulate it or run it through a virtual console thing, you will occasionally slide into a wall and get stuck there. Um, you save, I think, if I remember right, and it just locks the game or whatever. And it has all these weird little things, kind of like Earthbound did for like 
like anti-piracy sort of things that even Natsume can't really figure out anymore. So it's like, oh, this thing is just unemulatable, basically. And it's complete. Well, Rare also gave us avatars on Microsoft. So, I mean, you know, you're welcome. Oh, those, right. those you. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's okay. That's, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> anyway, so let's get back to Sea of Thieves. Um, so Sea of Thieves. Um, so my big concern, like, is, like, it seems like a kind of a cool idea, except it might go a little too much on the simulation side of things, although it's not that sim because it seems like like you know one person takes yeah, the it could be very could require a lot of a lot of people to play that game yeah and a very tedious kind of play for some people too um i forget if it was um game life i was listening to um but they talked about one of them like was playing it and was in front of the uh was in front of the uh wherever the the sales get the masthead? Is that what it is? I'm done. I don't know. Wherever the wherever yeah, wherever the sails come down from, and they could barely see because of this because of the, because of that big you know would have quaked out to a stick in the way, and then as soon as the uh, the sails got unfurled, it's like oh great now I can't see anything. So it's like well this is a fun. Hey, it was hard being a pirate. Okay, <laughs> it was a uh, <laughs> no one ever said life. it was easy. Like you're trying they're trying to. It was thug life before thug life existed. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so well you know i'm actually a little interested in it. i want to see how it pans out a little bit more before i commit to anything to it because if you uh if you decide to get an xbox one and play it i might jump on board because that is not a game i'm going to play by myself or with oh, strangers yeah. oh yeah i'm sure the so, game looks good i'm not kidding I, i'm not getting xbox one solely for that game it just was a game it's another one that i'm intrigued by so i'm i mean well, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think anybody has ever seen a one game That's and decided that. Well, oh, I'm going to get a console time. for this and this. Quantum game Break. Only. People are upset because of Quantum Break. Remember? <laughs> and, yeah. That's. Yeah. That's very true. I mean, people. No, are, no one really does though. They just fake outrage. The yeah. Same with Last Guardian. Oh, it's not coming to PS3 anymore. Yeah, the no, game. You didn't the, buy your PS3 for just that game. There's yeah. a lot of good PS3. It, yeah, I was gonna say. I, I was gonna say. I, <laughs> I, I you have, actually got I, good I, games I, out of that instead of having to wait for this mediocre game coming out in October. Yeah, coming from a guy who's defending Sea of Thieves by Rare. Okay. <laughs> All right, you're defending a eight-year-old game that looks the exact same as it did eight years ago. When it... uh, not really, but if you go and look at footage, that'd be good. So. You know what I need is an air horn right now, <laughs> right into the mic. Uh, okay, so see at these. Moving on from there, what else you got, John? Uh, I think you've got one. Yeah, or two one more. Oh, I was actually just going to okay. mention uh, an uh, like an honorable mention was Quake Champions, but they didn't really show much. But I like Quake, so uh, that looked cool. But the game, the game I really yeah, want to talk it? about was uh, Near Automata, and we talked. I talked about this a little before we got on. Uh, it was a game I had. I think I knew existed because they brought it up last year, and I never played Near, so I was like, all right, whatever. Okay. Uh, I think the thing I remembered from that reveal was the guy that made the game was wearing a mask the entire time, and it looked he it was really un, uncomfortable a really uncomfortable presentation because he didn't he didn't I think he talked but he had like a giant mask on it was weird it was really Japanese and, oh, yeah uh, uh, yeah some of those Japanese developers are very Japanese I guess we could say just leave yeah. it at that but uh, I found the trailer for this and there was there was like the like. A general tra- a general trailer about the game, just showing what you do in it, and then there was a uh, gameplay like it was a boss fight they showed. Oh yeah, the combat, the combat. Yeah, demo and uh, it had some bullet hell going on in it. The the movement looked great. Like, it looked like good platinum, which I mean, good platinum is Bayonetta and Va- I like Vanquish too. Vanquish was cool, 
so, and I'm always dying for a character, a good character action game because I don't get many. It's a pretty niche kind of genre. Um, not to dissuade you too much, but the original Nier oh. was heavy RPG no, I, and very and very much a genre mashup. Yeah. Like there was some weird. Yeah, I looked into it after uh, after I saw this because I was curious about. I was, actually was curious about playing it, and then I saw it. I'm like, oh man, this game. It, it looks like a deadly premonition kind of game. Is what it would be. Yeah, there's there's some definitely odd segments in that game. Um, a it might sound a little strange comparatively, but the a more toned down version of that, but it might be a little bit more accessible. And again, gonna be a very odd thing to say. You guys are probably gonna balk at what I'm saying here. Ice Age three for the three six. <laughs> Age three for the three six. It is a, it, it, it sounds like an, uh, an achievement game. It's, it, you know, it originally, it originally was, but as I played it, it did a bunch of different like genres in there. Did it did shoot 'em ups? I forget some other stuff too, but it, um, yeah, that's, yeah, I'll take your word. Maybe I'll, I have three kids now, so it's, I, I can buy that game. The, when I have kids in the future, I'll, I'll make an excuse to play Ice Age 3 for the 360. And uh, I'll, t- I'll tell them like, this is what, this is what gaming was in the past. This is where this was like the pinnacle of the 360 era. No, it was like I said for what it was. It was a fun little game, and I was like actually very surprised because most of those like achievement games I played were terrible, but that one was surprisingly fun. Once in a while, a licensed game will surprise you. Yeah, so it, it does actually happen. But yeah, um, so anyway, getting back to yeah, your, it's, your yeah, if, it, it's, if it's like a open world RPG, but they give me those kind that kind of boss fight like every time, like I'm all for that. That looked totally my shit. So, I'm I'm definitely like excited for that game now, and way in a way that I never expected it to be. So, that's also early early next year I think too is when they're planning on releasing it. So, I'm gonna be busy the beginning of next year again too. Yeah. <sighs> I can't even space it out anymore. Bad. <laughs> I think uh, I think next year's a pretty heavy loaded game. Yeah, right? it's uh, so. what's it, fourth year, fifth year of the consoles. So yeah, it's getting in. We're getting in it now. Yeah. yeah, it'd be interesting to see like how much longer this console lasts, like how much longer an actual PS4 lasts. But we'll we'll yeah. get to that later. So, um, all right, John, let's let's move on to Anthony. Anthony, what oh, what have you sorry. got there? I, I picked a good time there for you. So uh, let me just stalling. Uh, I'm stalling. Go. I had game uh, Gears Gears of War. <laughs> that GOW. <laughs> Always confuses me. God of War. I wanted to talk about that, but we already kind of covered it. And uh, Resident Evil. Oh, okay. Basically, uh, kind of getting the reboot. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, it's looking like PT. At least that demo is very PT. If you, yeah. if you count the two PSP God of War games, this is going to be their seventh title, and this is Resident Evil Seven, and uh, both just needed really change it up. And uh, well, this is. We'll talk more about. Uh, I was going to say, uh, if you want to, if you want to include the God of War things, then oh yeah, all the, the spinoff things, Resident, Resident Evil, Resident, so, which means yeah. we're probably at like Resident Evil fifteen. But when they spin probably. off, though, they they really spin off for Unreal shooters. They're not really. Well, there's the revelation. Like there's well, the two revelation games. There's Code Veronica. Code Veronica. So we got three right there. Well, even more than ten. Technical. Okay. It's kind of a mainline yeah. game. And uh, after playing Revelations two, they needed to uh, do something. I. I played the first episode of that, or I tried at least. That game is horrible. I like the okay. first Revelations. I didn't play the second one, but I like the I think, the, no, the first one was yeah. a lot of fun on 3DS. The second one on a PS4, more janky, and it's, and it's just a crap game. Don't play it. There's also Resident Evil Zero. There is Zero. So. There is Resident Evil. <laughs> uh, 
Well, I'm just saying it was <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. I made my point. <laughs> Remaster the remake. Remaster the remake. Yeah, I'm just saying it's nice to get a reboot to this game. And I'll talk more about Resident Evil. I just I played the demo this morning. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I I figured I'd play it before I got here. It's really short. Uh, It has like a PT kind of vibe to it. Outlast, and uh, I'm a big fan of the Blair Witch Project. There's a couple scenes. I'm also a fan of the the Blair Witch Project. Remind me of the Blair Witch. They, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, yeah, that. I think they, yeah, they take a lot from that too. But uh, it's interesting to see where it's going. It's first person. Yeah. Seems to be a lot more, uh, just initially scarier. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil's never been a scary game to me. People claim it is, but it has a lot of jump scares. This one's more psychological. Yeah, Silent Hill is always a scarier one. Yeah, and, yeah, and it definitely, it's set in a house like PT. So yeah. Feels a lot like PT. So, well, I'm interested. The demos are really short. I don't know if it gives you enough taste of what the game's going to be. But what I've heard is that there's a lot of stuff to explore. Like, you, well, your, your first playthrough, you're probably not going to Yeah, gonna I'm going to go back everything. home and play it. I'm interested because I, I hear there's different shortcuts. I think there's three so endings. How the. How, yeah, your, your, my first playthrough ends. Uh, someone was saying there has to be a way out of that house. My first ending, like, you open your. I'm just going to spoil the first ending. You, you open the door, you find a key to get out of the house, but then someone drags you back in, so. There's two more endings. I'm kind of interested to see. Can you walk backwards gonna go. as you're walking out of the house? Uh, we'll <laughs> text you later. <laughs> That's interesting. Now I know what I'm doing with my second playthrough. Look at me always we'll trying. Look at me always trying to break a system somehow. <laughs> Although I don't think I think you put your key in and it goes straight into the cinematic. Oh, okay. The door, okay, so you, you don't the actually door, you walk. see the sunlight, gotcha. and then you get pulled back. So I, That's interesting. Though. When I saw this coming up, I thought. Is this Condemned 3? Are we getting a Condemned game? Because all the mannequins. Yeah, there's mannequins, which every game's used, but there's still one scene in this game where it's effective, because okay. mannequins are easy. It's easy. Yeah. It's easy horror. It just, it, it's just it's effective. When I think of mannequins, I think... Oh, yeah, can, that's, the, yeah. that's, a, that's just, a great scene, is, or at least it was when it came. I don't know. I want you to help. Yeah, that's the best use of mannequins in a game. I sure. think <laughs> I think Condemned's one of those things that probably is held up well. That's something I'd like to see, like, remastered. Oh, yeah. Like, one and two. Uh, Condemned 2... Was alright, but that first condemned, yeah. I've never been more scared in a game. Maybe Outlast is compared, but Outlast, Outlast and Condemned are Outlast didn't scare me, actually. Two probably did. Yeah, I didn't really like Outlast. And I like horror I like horror games, but Outlast didn't do it for me. So I enjoyed that game. You know, kind of getting back to the Resident Evil Silent Hill thing, like, I think the, my favorite way of describing the two genres of horror there is Resident Evil sets you up for a jump scare, and it happens and you jump. Yeah. Silent Hill sets you up for a jump never- scare. And then you sit there through the entire game yeah. waiting yeah, to get jump scared. It's, and it's it all never that comes. Silent a lot of tension and his psychological stuff. And... Yeah. Yeah, see, yes. Or, yeah, Resident Evil has the tension, the build-up, and then the release. Silent Hill is tension, build-up, tension, build-up, tension, build-up. Shit. I gotta stop playing. Yeah, I wish, <laughs> I wish yeah. Silent Hill would feel the thing. God damn it. <laughs> but, and it also doesn't feel like a Resident Evil game. So What's... it's interesting playing the Resident Evil game. I mean, not like January. No, you don't shoot anything. Just to, to play a Resident Evil game, you, you're not shooting anything. Is I know it's a demo. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's interesting. This is it's a totally different game. Coming out in yeah, January. Yeah, sure it's coming January. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah I think because uh, Tim Turry, he used to work at Game Informer. Great guy. For Capcom now. He was on uh, the Game Informer show. Oh yeah, I love Tim Turry. Trusty Tim Turry. Um, uh, he was on the Game Informer show two weeks ago talking about it. And like, I mean, he is a Resident Evil fanboy too. Oh, yeah, he loves Capcom core. just in general. And he works there. Yeah, he works there now. Like, so, Res- yeah. <laughs> kind of went down a little bit of like his his kind of like as much as 
genuine reaction as he could get to what Resident Evil is becoming, and he seemed genuinely excited about it. I mean, and granted, this is a guy who is a little bit more apologetic about Six than most people are, even before he started working for Capcom, so it's like, take it with a great assault. I don't even think he's apologetic. He loves Six. I don't think he's even apologetic yeah. about it. He- I think, well, I think he realizes that some people, or I think he realizes the faults of it. I I liked six more than five because I thought six was just embraced the stupid more than five did. And I kind of, that's, it's not a good game. I liked it. I I also hate it. I don't like five at all. I can, I tried. Okay. I wonder how many people played six and like, cause I played through it twice, but it is a horrible game too. How many people actually enjoyed their playthroughs? I I wonder that. I mean, that game on co-op was fun. It was, it's not a good game though. It's hard to explain. Gord was trying to get me to play it. And like, I, I I think I bought it on 360 for like $5. Cause I was like, that, that's, it doesn't really matter how stupid your game is. If it's five bucks, I got to do like wrestling moves on zombies with Leon Kennedy. So I was kind of okay with that. It's it's just a hardcore action game. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a Vanquish, but with zombies. Like, yeah, they, they they did step back a little bit from what they were doing originally. So, yeah, which yeah. is probably good because I mean it's kind of plotting, just pace. Mm, probably not really conducive to the way games are played today. But I think it went a little over the top with the action sequences. So I've watched some like videos of it being played. I haven't actually played it myself, but it's just like I kind of see it. I'm like, this isn't really. I mean, what well, you I get on PS4 now. In. I'm pretty sure. You can get four and you can get six and five on PS4 now. Yep, and it probably won't. Yeah. So, <laughs> I bought a, I bought the Resident Evil remake, like intent on playing it, and I was like, eh, you know, not really that into Resident yeah, Evil. That, so, that, that's actually a really good game. That one and four are really good. I'm like I said, I don't I don't have any like disdain or dislike of Resident Evil. It's just they're not. Fun. Oh yeah, they're, they're not my thing. Their own. You know. It's, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't begrudge anybody liking Resident Evil because it's I, I, I see why people like it. It just it doesn't click those those boxes for me. So So anyway, Anthony, moving on from Resident Evil. What else did I uh, totally forget? <laughs> oh yeah, Scorpio. Um Yeah, Scorpio. Overall I I think they handled the Scorpio announcement really well, considering two three weeks maybe a month up to the convention we've been hearing rumors from everybody and i feel like they had to say something i don't even know if they wanted i don't think they wanted to say anything during this this conference but i think there were so many rumors and i think they handled it well because a lot of people were were fearing that a a new console is going to come out and uh they're not going to support xbox one anymore yeah but uh a reasonable fear yeah, it's irrational, but uh, I think with the Scorpio announcement and then the fact that they announced it for 2017 holiday, mm-hmm. like this thing's not even coming out for a year and a half. Yeah, which was it was a perfect way to announce it. Like, if you buy an Xbox One now, you're still gonna have a year and a half mm-hmm. to play your games. Mm-hmm. And they announced that they're not leaving anybody behind for now. For now. So when a Scorpio yeah. com- game comes out, the same with the uh, yeah. Neo, mm-hmm. they basically did the same announcement that no one's getting left behind. Yeah, that'll probably last for yeah. two years. But it's good that to know that at the initial launch, you can still play your old games. My okay, so I have so, a couple. Of concerns I, I'm not interested in even getting one. Uh, yeah. I'm actually I don't care about the six teraflops that everyone's talking about. I don't about. even know what that does. I don't even know if I want a Scorpio. I just think That's, that they actually handled uh, it. I think the teraflops are what allow the uh, the fr- the 4K and the and the uh, higher frame rate, like higher locked frame rate. It's 
Yeah, I think it's speed and... I, don't, I have no idea. I'm not a PC guy. or I don't know anything about this. Yeah, we could use your brother for this, probably. Yeah, but I'm going to get him in I'm here. I'm going to say Alex might be more useful for this. Cause Call I don't, him in here right now. I mean, I'm... Um, since Luke's not on the podcast today, I'm the most... P- well, I don't know. Do you play PC? Um, I've played stuff before. Uh, no, not really. I, I watch a lot of okay. Giant Bomb, so right now, and they do a lot of PC stuff, so that's how that's where I get a lot of my... So right now, I probably play the most PC games out of us, and that's mostly like stuff I can play on my laptop that it's, that my laptop can run, which is a, a good chunk of stuff, but anything new that's like AAA, not going to do it. But like, And that I can play on a controller on my yeah. TV. Games tend to be cheaper on good old games than Steam before they drop on a PSN or yeah. Xbox Live. Because so, like, I got a game on there for like 10 bucks that's still 15 and it hasn't dropped yet. So I was like, I'll just do that. Anyway, um, so I agree with you, Anthony. I think this is the best way they could have handled it. And I think they even mentioned, I forget who it was that was talking to them, but whatever Microsoft rep it was, or maybe even like somebody higher up, they said that the reason they announced Scorpio, even though a lot of people saw it as like, oh, that was a dumb move, because you're saying that, oh, we're coming out with this platform. When is when is the S coming out? August. Uh, August? Yeah. Okay. So in a couple months. It's August or September, yeah. We'll say two, three months from now. Then like a little more than a year later, you're coming out with the next iteration. So like, do I even want to buy an S? Do I even want to buy an Xbox One? And it, of course, it's going to raise those concerns. But the reason they said they did the or you know confirm the Scorpio's existence and when it's coming out is because they wanted transparency. They did yeah. not want gamers to feel like they've been betrayed. Like, oh well, I just bought this thing and they're coming out with this thing. Microsoft has done a lot to well, initially they did a lot to shoot themselves in the foot. Okay. I mean that whole the original unveiling of the Xbox One. I mean I don't think anybody. Oh was yeah, that I mean that's, that's, that's why Phil Spencer, Phil Spencer is like the head now, and uh, it was it was Matrix yeah. before. No, you, you won't find anyone defending that Xbox One yeah. launch. No. It was off. no one. But I think Microsoft has done the best job of turning that oh, ship yeah. around and trying to get, um, you know, trying to get the the consumer, the gamer, their like their get back in their good graces. I mean, backwards compatibility um, library alone is like, whoa! You guys don't have to do this, but that's pretty. Nice. They're rolling it out, and I mean, this last week they rolled out seven games. I mean, that's like. There was maybe seven games that were worthwhile playing on the uh, 360 that were, you know, the original Xbox that they made backwards brute compatible. Force. So like, well, everyone, everyone loves brute force. Uh, force. <laughs> God. Wasn't that the one where you're like, there was a, there was a guy, yeah. a woman, yeah, and a wizard? Yeah, it was shit. Okay. Wasn't that Morrowind? That was also Morrowind. Yeah, that was also Morrowind. <laughs> yes, that was also Morrowind. <laughs> that's a lot of video games, actually. I know it's a game, wizard, actually. Yeah. Know it's Gex. Class, but... um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dana Gould. <laughs> Oh, great. I'm going to have to tag this podcast with Gex now because we'll probably get some of those weird Gex fanatics that one of them follows me on Twitter because I mentioned Dana Gould and him mentioning that like everybody at every one of his shows, almost almost every one of his shows, somebody will bring a copy of Gex for him to sign. I would. So it's just like, (laughs) it's weird. And sometimes they'll bring the wrong Gex, one of the ones that he did not do the voice for. So it's like, okay. I think he did the first two. But anyway, let's get back on Scorpio. So Scorpio. Um, about Gex. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, what uh, the guys the guys handle for a little bit was like Gexy Chan or something like that. I was All like, right. okay. Anyway, so Scorpio. Um, I think they did as good a job as they could doing this. Um, I, I do wonder like this whole like not leaving anybody behind thing. How long is that going to last? And how much of throttling are they going to have to do on the stuff they're putting on the Scorpio? Because there are games that are like suffering now because they were. Cross generational, yeah. basically. Destiny, supposedly. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, there are people saying that, like, you know, like, Destiny could handle, like, more of a bump, but because they're also building it for the PS3 and the 360, it got lagged back a bit. But the new expansion isn't going to be on the old consoles, so... Yeah, yeah, they're finally leaving it behind, so it'll be interesting to see, like, how much more they can push it, and if they're going to, because I think, I don't know if it would just, I don't know if they're going to, or if it's, because that might require an entire rebuild, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. I think, um... I've been thinking about it. I think they only really... I don't want to say it that way. I think you might just get two or three more years out of the Xbox One after Scorpio. Mm -hmm. And I think that's justified. I think if they come out and say... Because they can't support Xbox One forever. Yeah. Like you said, you bring up a good point. You do have to drop support of last gen. Not Mm -hmm. that... It's a weird transition because we haven't really gone through... Not just a hardware refresh, but sort of hardware... New hardware within the same platform. Yeah. and it hasn't really been done console-wise. And also, so. this is the... We're, we're also coming off the longest-lasting generation, I think, in history. I mean, Oops. if you discount the, like, Brazilian Master System market, I mean, we're, we're talking about, <laughs> you know, the longest, <laughs> like, generational, like, gap ever here. I mean, it was 2005 yeah. that the Xbox 360 05. launched. And we're in 2016, and we're finally just seeing people dropping support for the 360. Yeah. So it's like... We're talking 11 years. And Microsoft just a few months ago announced that they're not making 360s anymore. I mean, we're talking a lo- incredibly good run of, of it. So we're coming off from a generation of hardware where we might be spoiled by the fact that, hey, I bought this thing. And granted, if anyone still has a launch 360, bravo. I don't know what you did to keep that thing running. But, you you know, you, you could have potentially had a console for 11 years that serviced you throughout an entire generation. Whereas this, you might be looking at, you might get five or six years, which for me is reasonable. At $400 every five or six years. I'm good with it. I'm yeah, fine with years, that. You know. I, I don't even keep a TV that long. That is a bigger investment. So, yeah. like, I'm already looking at my 65 inch TV. I'm like, <laughs> I put on Twitter the other day, you know, I'm an asshole, or you want to know how much of an asshole I am? I was looking at TVs at Best Buy or something the other day, and I saw a 52 inch TV, and I said, oh. That's pretty small. <laughs> I was like, I could never go back to that. I've never I, bought bigger than 50. Making me feel better. <laughs> it's a 4K. And so, so I had to get a little smaller to save a little money. Yeah, that's understandable. See, I always wait until the, the technology drops a little bit so I can get yeah, bigger. I just, so. I, I was spontaneous. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah. Anyway, moving on from that. Yeah, so I was go just going to say, I, I agree with uh, Anthony. That's going to be like, Two to three years, and then they're going to announce whatever the next thing is, whether it's the actual, like the actual next console or the next iteration, and then the Scorpio will be the the baseline, and it'll be like the baseline pricing for the Scorpio. So, and they'll just phase out the older ones if they have to. That's what I predict will happen. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, and I I, I think it's a pretty reasonable like yeah. lifespan for a console. I mean. You got to think like the Nintendo sixty four didn't have that many good years, didn't you know. I mean, it had two good games. I wouldn't say any good years. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say we. I mean, we can argue the, the semantics of it, but there's like maybe a maybe a handful of good games for the for the Nintendo sixty four that have held up Excellent. enough that are worth playing still. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Hexen two is on Hexen's Steam. Not good. <laughs> okay, I didn't think it was. I vaguely remember Hexen. I remember my brother renting it, and I rented Tactics Ogre or something like that. And I was like, "Oh, I got the better game, clearly." <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So I, I, I honestly, I'm not really upset with this. I'll definitely be passing on a slim. I, it looks really. I think it's a really good looking console. I, I hope they. Uh, 
as as someone who barely likes my Xbox One, yeah, I'll be passing on Slim. Yeah, it's yeah, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's actually one of the nicer refreshes. That yeah, it's super, yeah. super nice. So I, uh, I hope nice. the Scorpio kind of looks closer to that. Although it's, it's going to be big, I'm assuming, based on the amount of power. You know, I, Microsoft always, they're, they go a little big. They go big, yeah. Well, 360 the was their smallest launch. The 360 was a tiny console, and because of that, that was part of the big problem with the overheating. So that's yeah. why they made the Xbox One so gigantic. I will say this. I never hear my Xbox One when I'm playing. No. My PS4... PS4 is a my PS4 hel- is like helicopter, oh, yeah. fire, fighter jet. That, oh no 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 no! That's my PS4. We talked about that with Doom and PS4. Yeah, it's loud. Yeah, yeah. things loud. I still love my PS4, but I do too. Um, it gets loud. But and, see, and like the other like kind of quality of life thing that I think Microsoft has done very well is the support of external hard drives. Yeah, external hard drives on the PS4 they are good for you can store something on them, but then you have to move them to the main hard drive to play them. The Xbox One, they play... Yeah, you can just plug... And they you typically... You plug in your, from your One to your Slim, just plug it in and you're good to go. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's it's basically... That's amazing. I mean, like the hard drive, Like I was a little concerned, like, oh man, am I going to have to do any sort of setup or whatever when I bought one for my Xbox One? You literally just plug it into a USB port and it recognizes it. And it's like, okay, go ahead and put games on here now. I'm like, oh. And then you can play them right off there and they load faster off of that too. So there's stuff like that. I still think the PlayStation Store is a bit of a mess. <laughs> I don't understand why games, new games, and deals are like two thirds of the way down the goddamn. Yeah, menu. Uh... I, th- I think Sony. The last, uh, I guess, the store update was they had that for about two or three years. It was perfect, and then they just recently updated about a, two three weeks ago. Yeah, shit again. Yeah, and the one before that was shit. They kind of like they refresh it where it's perfect. Mm-hmm. And they're like, eh, it's been two years. They use their crap. And in two years, this yeah. could be good again. But it's like, no, stop. Yeah, stop stop screwing it. with it. Yeah. Like, the same with Xbox. Oh, like, man, the stand. Xbox. They base. change it too much. Sony, they just need to stick with mess. their UIs. They need an update every year. Yeah. Or a store. At least it works. PS3 store is the, still not working. Yeah, yeah. The Xbox 360 store, I think, was great up until they did the, like, connect. Um,. Yeah. kind of thing where it was like a bunch of panels that scroll left and right um at least though they put it where you can use the right bumper or left bumper to go like a page across and now um like when you go to your my games management on the xbox one it has you know you can use the bumper to scroll or whatever whereas the ps4 it just press and hold and then just go go yeah. go and God forbid you don't remember where you put that game and how long ago it was and you have a lot of games on there, you could scroll right past the damn thing. You're like, oh, crap, gotta go back 20 yeah, games. I like PS4 store a lot, but yeah, like you said, the game should be top. Number one. Yeah. Because I think our store is perfect. Put the, it's been perfect for like 10 years. I, I don't like... But yeah, the fact that you have to search. And I things. don't like the menu thing either. I don't like the new menu thing where yeah. when you go in and the video's at the top and you want to watch the video... And the video starts, and that little video or screenshot thing stays yeah. on there for like five seconds. You're like, why I doesn't this just go away? Out what to, I think there's buttons to press, but yeah, like I said, they update it and they don't show you how to. Yeah, they don't even tell you they're updating it. It's just like, hey, guess <laughs> what? New PS Store. It's the like, last one was perfect. Thanks. I can find my videos and screenshots perfectly. Yeah. Oh, I will say this: Did you have problems with like videos, like streaming them when you would watch them on the store? Like, it would take like ten seconds before they got oh, properly like buffered. Been... Once in a while. Oh, but... I'm sorry. Are we talking about uh, which store we're talking about exactly right now? Yeah, I was gonna say, they use their own server. And that's why it's so slow all the time. It's because yeah. they have a shitty server and they won't they won't make it better. <laughs> it's because they use their own. Maybe this one's yeah. secure, and that's that's oh, why. Probably why. <laughs> I, had a, I, had a, I had a bigger problem figuring out how to put videos in the widescreen on PlayStation. I don't even know if some of them go into widescreen. Like I said, they would take ten seconds to load, and then mm-hmm. I'd be like trying to find a widescreen button. So I'm watching it in a 
yeah. whole panel. I have no idea. Yeah. It's weird. Like, they're not... Do they want to sell me games? I don't think they and, do. And, you know, and I, and, I, and I will say this. Microsoft Store is not that great either. Um, no. And PlayStation has better deals on, on their gold thing than, yeah, they've been than doing, Xbox uh, Live does with the games of gold. So, but... It's there. There is a happy medium somewhere in between these two consoles that neither one of them wants to like meet and like. Hey, maybe we should just steal their idea. But I think Sony's ha- they have it. They just try to. Uh, it's just simple. Keep it simple. So I like Sony's UI. It's pretty simple. Yeah. But when they they're trying to get more yeah. advanced with that. You're not gonna beat Microsoft at I, I s- UI, even though Microsoft isn't that great. I but. still wish they would kind of get rid of that. Like I said, the game thing, like where it's just like I said. I mean, I, I I know like I might be in a minority here, but the amount of PS4 games I have is ridiculous, yeah. and like just scrolling through them, trying to find, I'm like, oh my god. And I go to the Xbox One, and it's a lot easier because they're in alphabetical order, and I can just go through the right bumper. And as soon as I uninstall them, you just go to the end of that page, and it's like, oh, here's all the ones you can install yeah, pretty plus easily. Thirty. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's just like, oh, okay, and I mean. I don't know. There's there's so many little things about the PS4 that kind of like I nag think me a little bit. Both systems have a lot of great things. Yeah, I think if you can just pull from both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's so if, great. And I and that that's another thing I hope Sony does with the next iteration of the PS4 with the Neo is that I hope they make it where you can plug in external hard drives and they work right off the hard drive. Because that that is not a that is not a function right now. And like I said, that's it's stupid. But that is what right now is driving me more towards the Xbox One as my main platform. That and the Xbox One controller is a little bit more durable than those Dual Shocks. It is. Yeah, I have a thumbstick for sure. Before. Yeah. See, Brittany was asking me the other day, or maybe it was like two weeks ago, but like, what are you doing to your, con- or what are you doing to those controllers? So I was like, mine work fine. I'm like, I don't know if maybe I just have way too discerning of a taste for it that like, as soon as I start feeling a button wear out, I'm like, oh, this thing's shit. That's, 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 that's normally my thing. Like, I, I have a Saturn controller that I've used a ton and has lasted for, I don't know, 12, yeah. 14 years now. And it yeah, still works great. I, I have I have 360 controllers that, you know, like lasted maybe a year. And then the buttons start getting a little, and eh, the thumbsticks start feeling like they wear out a little bit. The DualShock 4, I'm like, these things wear out quick. Ridiculously quick. And the, but the Xbox One controller, like, outside of where the D-pad is, honestly, I like that controller a lot now. I've gotten so used to it, I like it a lot. The D-pad's better a lot better than the 361, but it's still not as good as the DualShock yeah. 4 one. I like those new custom controllers they, they show. Like... Oh yeah, those colored things are kind of cool. I was thinking about maybe getting like a gray yeah. and kind of yellow one, for, was, but I was like, I'm not paying for that. That was one of the most painful announcements I've ever seen, but I'll leave that to myself. I, I'm not a big controller guy. I don't... My PS4 controller is currently on life support. Mm-hmm. I bought a new one, but I haven't opened it yet because I, I just don't want to ruin a new one. Yeah. So the, my R2 trigger sticks <laughs> and there's no grips on my... On the analog sticks, but I'm still using that PS4 controller until it's completely dead. So just the fact that it costs more, yeah, just to get different colors, I'm like, no, I can't pay eighty bucks for a controller. Yeah, I have a hard time finding a forty dollar on sale new controller. I'm like, no, that's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean these things are designed to wear out eventually. I, they're not built like the Super Nintendo controllers were, no. where they last for eternity. I mean these things do wear out a little bit more quickly. But I, I found the Xbox One's a little bit more durable than the DualShock. But other than that, I mean, I love the DualShock, but I still find and maybe just because I started playing shooters on the Xbox that I feel the stick layout is better for me on the Xbox than it is the PlayStation 4. I've gotten used to the, the DualShock 4 because the DualShock 4 is, I don't know, light years ahead of the DualShock 3 in terms of like just feel. Oh, it's the, yeah, they gave a weight, which is important. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, did you ever use the, uh, what was the original, the 6-axis? Oh, yeah, I, oh, I had an original PS3. 
I think it's like a feather. I thought that controller, I thought I got a, a fake controller because it was, yeah. I was like, there's nothing in here. I got gypped. It was so good for playing layer though, right? Am I right? That's layer. So... Oh, Six oh, axis. Man. Yeah. Or Uncharted when you're trying oh to cross Oh my God. Them. That was the oh. dumbest idea. <laughs> why, why anyone thought God this is bridge. fun? <laughs> oh. And then, and then six years after motion control wore off, the Nintendo decided to make Skyward Sword, a Zelda game that relies entirely on motion control. Good job. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, anything else about Scorpio? Should we move on? No, I just like that, uh, I guess this will go into my next announcement. That uh, I like that we saw, or we didn't even see, but just an announcement of Scorpio. Yeah. Where there wasn't anything about NX or Neo. I yeah. kind of lumped those together. I wish... Yeah. I watched Sony's conference, uh, not realizing that they announced that they weren't going to talk about Neo. So when it, the conference ended, I was I was really sad. Yeah. I was like, that, that's yeah. it? But then I went back and read that they weren't going to announce it. But I would, like I said, two or three weeks, maybe a month, we've been hearing nothing but Neo rumors. I wish they would have talked about it. Yeah. And the same with NX. We've been hearing that thing for like a year. Yeah. And it makes me, it makes me realize that uh, NX and Neo, along with Scorpion announcement that's coming out on Holiday Holiday 2017, both those systems are a lot further out than I think. I think I thought the Neo was going to come out this year, but yeah, I, I think was thinking, coming out a lot later. I was than, thinking the Neo was going to come out around the same time as like the uh, PlayStation VR. Yeah, I thought it was going to come out sooner, but I mean, maybe it is, but they would have had to announce it by now. So who knows when these things are going to come out? Yeah, but well, uh, we know Scorpio because they already said basically. But yeah, but I I just love seeing new consoles, regardless. Yeah. If I, I'm going to buy them or not, just I, a new console gets me at, at a conference. I enjoy it too, greatest. but at the same time, like they really didn't show anything for these. They they like told you about the yeah. about the Scorpio and like, hey, it's going to have all these teraflops and it's going to, yeah. you know, and it's just like, well, I didn't see hardware. Yeah. I didn't see how much more. Like the thing with new consoles is, and that's the thing I love about about consoles more than PC is you always see that jump in tech. Yeah. You know, PCs, you might throw in a graphics card and it's like, oh, this is cool. And then that just becomes what you're used to until like, oh, hey, I want another thousand dollar graphics card like six months later. Oh, yeah. You know, whereas consoles, it's like you buy one maybe every few years and it's like four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars. And then you kind of see the the jump every few years. And you're like, you know, the jump from PS top tier PS3 to like even, you know, bottom tier PS4 is like, yeah, it's like, whoa, hey, this is this is incredible. I mean, this looks good. I mean, this is a shitty PS4 game. and This looks way better than the best PS3 game I've ever seen. I mean. I, I think I even put in my Last of Us review that I thought my PS3, I, I, I thought it was going to die when I was playing The Last of Us. I thought my PS3 was going to die playing it. Like, it just, as soon as I turned it on, just, they the whole time. They, they pulled everything they could out of the yeah. PS3. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I even sat there and like, I put a Some fan. Sorcery at uh, Naughty Dog there. I, I put a fan on my PS3 <laughs> trying to keep it running cooler and that didn't help. So I was like, okay, well, clearly a my PS3 is going to die. <laughs> so this will be the last thing my PS3 ever does for me. I was like, thanks. It's still holding on. It's just still louder than hell. So, yeah. But uh, just just disappointing not seeing them. I don't know why. But I mean, the way Nintendo is, you know, they always announce stuff on their own. I mean, I'm amazed so, they even brought Zelda to this to a point. But yeah. But it just makes me. I, th- I don't think we'll see any of these consoles till June, I guess, of next year. Well, the, 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 I could be wrong. The NX we're going to see before that because it's going to release like in the first quarter. Right? I think March, they said, I think. yeah, March. Yeah. Yeah, because it's going to launch, uh, like, the Breath of the Wild oh, like, Zelda game is going to be a launch oh, title, and that is coming out oh, in I didn't March. Oh, I didn't so, see the date for Zelda, actually. Okay. Yeah, they haven't said a date, it's just like, it's the first quarter of oh, 2017. Oh, okay, so spring. 
Yeah, and Nintendo, they kind of do their own thing now. So they could even have, I think even in like three weeks, you might even just have a random like direct. Yeah. Here's the NX. Yeah. It's like, here we go. Coming in March. Because yeah. you got to get at least six months ahead of it, I think. Oh, yeah. At least show the picture. Yeah. So we'll see something about that soon, hopefully. Yeah. Did I don't know if we saw that much of the Wii, though, if you remember. Because it happened at E3, and That's then in November. Yeah. It's ten years ago. That's good. And that was, so that was like maybe five months that they were like, here's the entirely new concept in video gaming. And then like five, six months later. It's, it's, also, like, it's, it's also really yeah. cheap, so that also played a factor into it. Yeah. So yeah, if you can get ahead five or six yeah. months, I think you'll be Yeah. So. Nintendo, it, I, as, it, it's, this isn't online. Nintendo knows what they're doing with console sales and stuff like that. If you put anything to them online, no, it's like, okay, well, I don't trust them with that. Because, you know, we still, I still have to pay full price for, like, virtual console releases that I bought on the Wii and the Wii U. And then on the, or then on the uh, 3DS, it's like, hey, no, $8, $9. I'm like, you can't give me, like, a $3 discount or something. You jagoffs, that's fine, cool. So, whereas, you know, Microsoft is now like, hey, you buy any of our exclusive Xbox One titles, you get it for PC and vice versa. It's really cool. It's like, hey, 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 Nintendo, you paying any attention here? Microsoft, normally the slower one of the movement of the Sony and Microsoft thing is up on this now. So maybe you guys jump on board? No? Okay, cool. I mean, quick quick side note here. So the Nintendo Pokemon, or the Pokemon newsletter every month, I signed up for it a few months ago because you would get like... A um, newsletter? Well, yeah, you would get legendary Pokemon codes <laughs> basically sent to you, right? And I was like, oh, cool. So I get the codes. So I get a Mew one this month. And I was like, great, I'll have two Mews because I had a Mew from the last event like in January or whatever. I went to go download the code on Pokemon X, which is like my main game that I have most of my Pokemon on, and it said this code cannot be used because it's already been, or because you already have this, basically. I was like, oh, no big deal. I'll go to Pokemon Y and I'll put it on there and I'll trade it and I'll put it in the Pokemon bank. This code has already been redeemed. <laughs> it's like, are you fucking kidding me, Nintendo? Really? Really? I'm not lying. I mean, I'm just like, what? Oh, excuse me? <laughs> Okay. Like I've been redeemed. So. I, I was talking to Gore about this, and he said, why the hell would that happen? I was like, well, because it's Nintendo and online, and they don't yeah. understand it. So That's funny. Yeah, so anyway, that's 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 my Nintendo online story. So anyway, um, but yeah, so it's, like I said, Nintendo kind of does their own thing. They've always done their own thing. I mean, you know, when everyone was going disc-based, they stuck with the Nintendo 64. Everyone was jumping to DVDs or something similar, and yeah. they went with whatever those GameCube discs were. That's <laughs> many DVDs. Yeah. Yeah, the optical, the mini optical disc. Mini disc without a case. Yeah, there you go. That's basically what it was. Slightly bigger mini disc without a case. They like, here, let's glue on a little bit layer, and yeah, let's put it on, and we'll call it good, so. Anyway, so yeah, I I think you're right. We might probably see it, maybe. You think maybe E3 next year we'll see, like, Scorpio and Neo, if they're going to come out holiday? If they don't come out before then, we have to see it, right? I think we have to by then. Yeah. And I think, uh... Nintendo, like I said, Nintendo does their own thing. They can pull a direct. There might be a direct going on right now. That I don't know about. <laughs> yeah, it, they might be announcing it right now. They may have just decided to do it and been like, and then hey. Sony has uh, their actual own E3 essentially with their PlayStation experience. Yeah, they've done they, last year's. Yeah, That's I figured true. they'd probably show it there. They have their own dedicated conference for too. Yeah. So it actually makes sense just to be like FE3. Yeah. Microsoft and can just show it off on there. Microsoft kind of does GDC conference. also. So yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gamescom is actually kind of big too. Yeah, there's a lot more places where we can see these things. Oh yeah, for sure. It's just it's just strange because but like E3's... in our in our lifetime, it just seems like E3 has gone yeah. from like the most relevant gaming thing to eh, not much. I mean, it's still kind of the thing, but it's not it's not it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think I don't think these game shows just are anymore. I mean, I don't think. 
because of the way like you know media is consumed as quickly as it is i don't think that these trade shows will ever be the same as they ever were mm-hmm. because it's just like like i said nintendo could just at will like hey we're gonna do a direct and it's gonna be out tomorrow morning it's like duh i can't i i if i don't i would take it off work you assholes thanks you know it's that sort of thing so whereas you know 10 years ago like it would have just been like well Tokyo Game Show's in a couple months. I guess we wait till then. So. <laughs> or leak it out into a magazine. And, you know, it's like, well, I mean, that would have worked 10 years ago, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, not so much now these they, days. They can do, so. like, Paris Games Week, too. They had a, they Sony did a lot of stuff there last year. That's true. Yeah. That's what I mean. There's so many of these trade shows now, too. It's just like... Yeah. Yeah, they, there's so many that when they're ready to release it, they got the PR in place. Mm-hmm. They don't have to wait, like, three or four months for another conference. Just whenever they're ready, they're like, oh, this one's in two weeks. Maybe we can release it there. Yeah, yeah. that kind of changes. So. And the internet's there yeah. too, yeah. That's a good point. They can release that information whenever they want. Damn the internet. <laughs> I still like a good conference. And yeah, I do it's too. It's always nice to just like be able to watch something. Can I... Can I... Okay. Um, real, real, no, real absolutely quick tangent. Um, no, sh- not on this podcast. You know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to pull a Garnet Lee. This no is tangents. my goddamn show. No tangents here. <laughs> This is my fucking show. Um, anyway, so uh, was it was it Ubisoft that had a Carol press conference? Yes. Ad, well, Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb. Yeah. No, that was uh, Bethesda. Bethesda. Was Bethesda yeah. Okay. Is it just me or I thought they were better than that? Uh, like Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb or Bethesda? Uh, okay. Yes, to both. Uh, but, but Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb specifically. Like I, I remember watching X Play and I thought they were they, good. I, I didn't watch they, any of their. They used their. I thought they used the X, their X Play cadence. It kind of just sounded like X Play. Like X Play to me. I mean, maybe. But at the same time, like it felt like maybe X Play is because it was scripted and rehearsed, yeah. and they had takes, and then you get a live action feed there, and it's just like, okay, they're not as yeah. good ad livers as you might. I wish I would have. I also. I, I just saw the Giant Bombs yeah. coverage of it, so that's like that. Where I get my humor from, so they I didn't, yeah they just, they just seemed like hosts. They didn't seem anything special. Yeah, I because I remember like like watching X Play. I always used to think they were both pretty funny, and then I watched them and just like they were trying to make jokes, and I'm like, well, I haven't <sighs> I haven't followed them. Have they been doing commentary together? Uh, not together. Were they were they dusted off for this? I think conference? They, I, I think they were dusted yeah. off. <laughs> Adam Sessler's been doing his yeah, own thing. Yeah, though. Yeah, I think they were dusted off. Something going on. And they, what it is. And maybe they couldn't be themselves. Like, I think if you just let Adam Sessler, like, no script, maybe he, he'll, he'll pull out a good show. Maybe. I could be wrong. I don't know. I didn't watch it, though, to really know. But I, it just seems like there's a lot of, I mean, like, just the guy that off the top of my head, Mike Drucker, who is a, um, he's a comedian, but he's also worked in video games. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, hey, this is a guy that could, you know, could punch these things up. Hire guys like this to punch these things up. I mean, you've got Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb, who... I think can deliver jokes. I just don't think they have their own. I think Aisha Taylor did a pretty good job for Ubisoft. You know what? Yeah, I agree. I liked her a lot. Do like the one good good thing about that press conference? They had a terrible press conference. (laughs) (laughs) But but if you remember uh, three or four years ago when she first started, yeah, she she was pretty rough too. So I think Morgan Webb and Adam Sessler kind of had the uh, if they can kind of get into the flow of things. But yeah, that first Aisha Taylor conference, I remember it was kind of cringeworthy, at least to me. She's grown into it though. Yeah, she's, yeah. Now. she's really good now. Yeah, she seemed very natural up there. Like, and that's what I mean. Like, I maybe that's why I felt the contrast because, like, Morgan Webb, I used to think of like as this like very fluid person when talking about games, 
and you see what she did, which was kind of like wooden almost. And Aisha Tyler, you could tell it was scripted, but it, she was very good with what she did. Like it didn't, I mean, maybe it's just because of how much comedy like I consume, but I could tell it was scripted, but you could tell that it was natural. And maybe it was like, here's the general thing of what we want you to say and just ad lib from there. And I think Aisha Tyler has a good comedic voice and a good comedic sense to be able to do that. Whereas, like I said, maybe Sessler and Webb don't have that, but they're good at reading a well-written script for yeah. somebody. So, I don't know. Anyway, tangent aside. I, like I said, I just thought I just thought Morgan Webb and... Maybe I should have put that in the disappointments. Did we, yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> we get to disappointments already. Yeah. Okay, uh, real quick. Let's let's run, let's run down the list of this because we're running, we're running a little longer than I was thinking. Yeah, what do you have to say? Um... <laughs> Well, didn't you want to do? Oh uh... uh, yeah, uh, yeah. This is a, a little interesting, at least battle to me, because uh, I'm not a big first-person shooter guy, but I I still play them all. Yeah, I'm probably the biggest one here. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Like the, with Titanfall, I didn't play that game simply because there wasn't a campaign. I didn't play because I didn't have so Xbox it's interesting. One. <laughs> so, we all yeah that I did. Actually, I don't know if I had one at the time, but uh, but yeah, essentially Battlefield One, Titanfall Two, and Call of Duty launching within two weeks of each yeah. other. So the 21st, the 28th, and November 4th. And EA has both those games. Uh, two of those games, which is weird. They would choose to release them oh, so close to each other. Interesting. I didn't even think of yeah, that. Yeah, you would think maybe put Battlefield like more towards the holiday to get away from Titanfall and stepping all over it. Yeah, it's just it's more interesting this year to me because I've always liked Call of Duty. I don't people share on it. I think it's just I'm I'm a Call of Duty defender. This year's looks really least, good. At least, well, some of them. I, I think there are bad ones for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I, but you know, I will say this: there. I mean, if you go in there expecting like the like you know most inventive game in the world, you're going to be sort of disappointed. It is a popcorn action flick, yeah. and it does what it does well. But if you go in expecting more, you're going to be disappointed. And their online works day one. It's never really had a problem. It, yeah, it runs smooth. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah. Battlefield series for some reason. I guess this one we'll see. Watch first week, it probably won't work. Yeah, probably. Maybe they'll get it fixed. Yeah. But it's just interesting that we're having so many shooters back to back. And one of these has to get lost. And didn't you say like shuffle? It might be Battlefield. I think I've that's. Heard. I thought that was the least interesting one actually. Yeah. Well, that's because uh, the remaster for Modern Warfare is coming with the other Call of Duty, with Call of Duty. So, that, so I'm one of the guys that's going to get it because of that. I'm like one of the people. I'm with but because uh, Modern Warfare is my favorite shooter, um, the first one. Uh, and then Titanfall Two, I thought had the best trailer at the conference out of all the conferences. It looked really. That game looks really good. And the uh, it's got like an iron giant uh sort like first sort of uh campaign uh, they're work they're they're going with so that could be interesting. Okay, so when we saw that um that trailer or gameplay demo whatever that was for Call of Duty before they revealed it was Call of Duty, I was pretty pumped about it. Pretty good. And I I wasn't like where a lot of people were as soon as they saw it was Call of Duty like oh dumb. <laughs> It was as soon as he got out of the spaceship that I was like, oh, no, I lost interest. Like, I want, like, that, 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 like, battle in the spaceship, that's what I wanted. I wanted that game. Whatever that, whatever that was, that is nothing, you know, that is, that is what I want. That is the game I wanted. And as soon as they got out and started shooting people with guns, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm kind of, as soon as it became Call of Duty. Yeah, as soon as it became Call of Duty without them telling me it was Call of Duty, it could have been named anything else and I would have been like, oh, you can get out of the spaceship. Not interested. So I was thinking just like gigantic like space fight. Like I, I've been wanting something like X-Wing basically to come back. Yeah, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Like I've been wanting something like that again. And I was like, is this it? Is this it? Is it? Oh, you can get out of the ship. Fuck, it's not it. <laughs> so I was a little bummed out with that. Um, Titanfall 2, don't don't particularly care either way. I'm, 
I don't have anything. I'm not, I'm not like, oh, I don't want that at all. But I kind of just like, eh, whatever, I'm not going to play it. Battlefield 1, the main reason I want to play it is because of how much of a, like, World War One kind of yeah, dork I am. Yeah, I, that is that is the... It is a weird period for video games to cover just because of how... Yeah, and just it's a very strange thing because of the way... Like, everyone pictures trench warfare, but trench warfare was not the only thing. Like, especially as you get... If you look into some of the, like, deeper things of World War One, it's like... There's a lot of potential like set pieces that you can do for a first person shooter. It's, it's just I don't know about it being a battlefield. That, I guess. I mean, they they showed some like it looked like looked like Africa stuff with the train, but I mean, uh, also battlefield campaigns are never very good. No, <laughs> they haven't been good. Um, except uh, Bad Company Two. Uh, oh yeah, Bad Company. Bad, Bad Company Two is a great game. Games. That's my that's, that's one of the battlefield games that I actually like. That's like probably the only one I really actually like. So. They should uh, they should pack in the Battlefield Bad Company too, do the Modern Warfare. Oh yeah, <laughs> package. They should put that in with yeah. Battlefield One. I don't know how far. Actually, that would go far. I had a lot of friends who played Battlefield. Back yeah, it had the most destructibility too. Exactly. Let's get on that. Yeah, that multiplayer was yeah. fun too. Driving uh, ATVs with C4 strapped on oh, to yeah. enemy bases was great. But I think Titanfall Two out of those three is probably the one I'm most interested in. Yeah, I I really wanted to play Time. Like it looks like Call of Duty with some an, with some anime mech stuff mixed in there, so I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah, that should be good. But yeah, we'll see. I'll probably play all of them. I yeah, like Titanfall was one of those ones. Like when I got an Xbox One, I was like, oh maybe I should. I'm like then I remember didn't have a campaign. I was like, nope. Yeah, I like to play. I like, I play them all online, but I I like to play the campaign. I do the same thing. I'm weird like that. I'm a I'm I'm a mostly strictly campaign guy, just because we've talked about this before. I'm not good at shooters, so. <laughs> Battlefield or Bad Company Two was like the only one I ever got proficient with for some fucking reason. So I don't know what that reason was. Maybe it's it just a, it a good game. <laughs> that, that'll do it. Well, I mean, you know, Modern Warfare was a really good game too, and I never got good at that either. Modern so. Warfare was a very good. <laughs> yeah. See, that's what I mean. Like, like I said, I don't begrudge any of these games because I, I, I recognize how how slick they are, how well produced they are. I'm just bad. I'm at curious as to how well the Modern Warfare campaign holds up. I'm really, that's what I'm most interested in. Because I really want to play it. I'm, I'm sure it's going to do pretty well. Probably not as good as I remember. That's, no, yeah, it's, sure. it's not going to. It's never going to be as good as I remember because it's like my favorite campaign from a shooter. Uh, and I also because I played it when I was younger, so it has that impact on me. Yeah, it's been yeah. so long. But I'm more interested to see how the multiplayer uh, holds up. Those, map, those maps are great. Thousands of hours. I have no doubt in my mind those maps are going to hold up just fine. So as long as I'm more interested in that yeah. one. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be fine, honestly. Um, yeah, like like I said, like I really want to see what they're going to do with Battlefield before I buy into it. Looks because, like Battlefield. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just like I, I want to see how World War One it's going to be because, like, if they just make it like, oh, it's just like every other Battlefield, but it takes place in World War One, but we're kind of taking some liberties with it, like. I don't mind some liberties being taken with it, but if they go a little overboard with it, I'm just going to be like, eh. They should I'm make mustard gas disturbingly realistic. <laughs> I, goof, I don't know if that's a good idea. It's like, in multiplayer especially, so like no one wants to use it just because it's just so fucked up. Or, uh, or you know, you survive part of it, and then you just end up uh, sitting there like going crazy, and then you can't see anybody... Or you can't you can't tell a friend from enemy, so you end up just killing everybody around you or whatever. It's and then you become yeah, really make it real, really get in the realism part of it. 
Well, if that's everything, um, we have a uh, we have we have somebody who can come on really quickly. Shall hey. we? Shall we get them on? Let's see what the other side of the world. Yeah, let's let, let's see what the uh, let's see what the uh, a somebody who's might who might actually be affected by Brexit uh, feels about these about these video games. So, uh, let's take a quick break and let's let's bring Luke on. We'll run down. Oh, I still have to do my five, but maybe we'll just let Luke do his, and then we'll see because we have some crossover on it. So, and then we'll run down our disappointments. So, we will be right back. I'm outside Dunn's stores here. I'm on a mission. Daphne's inside getting some uh, semi-skimmed milk and Brexit, some fruits. Like the, the um, yeah, we got to stock up now because yeah. they're gonna they're gonna come over for us. Or water. I don't know. I think there's some so there's some exaggeration about all this stuff. You, you know, don't say. You don't wait. Yeah. Wait. I'm getting all of my news from Twitter. And are you telling me Twitter's exaggerating how bad this is? I've uh, yes, indubitably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can't I mean, it is, that. it is pretty awful, but, you know, Fire they're street. only hurting themselves. Have you seen The Purge? For now. <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah. I hear it's very similar to The Purge. Yeah, it's like that, except for replace uh, Ethan Hawke with uh, Mr. Bean. And you've got, <laughs> a, you've got a good idea of what's going on. Sounds very fun, actually. You know what? I want this movie, actually, now. Well, I'd watch it. <laughs> to Kickstarter, because, I mean, we're, yeah, Kickstarter's doing really well these days with... with Stuff coming out that's mediocre. Anyway, um, so hey, yeah, hey Luke. Um, mm. So we're going through the top five here. Uh, why don't you? Uh, why don't you? Why don't you hit this list as quick as this you can? This is E three, the electronic three. Yes, this is the electronic weed three. Uh, weed all right, two. okay. So yeah, top <laughs> top five games from weed three. Uh, so let's see now. Uh, this is in no particular order. Okay, we're gonna go. We're gonna go Zelda. I thought Zelda looked very nice. Looks very crisp. A uh, real pretty kind of game. I agree. I'm excited about it. I don't know if I'm excited enough to get a Wii U, but I suppose it's coming after that new system, so I'll probably pick one of those up with that Zelda and be one of the 10 million that Michael Pachter uh, predicted will pick up the game along with the NX. Hey, we so know he's we'll see if that, Yeah, we'll see if that comes through. Uh, maybe I'll be the only one. We'll see. Uh, it depends on what that thing is. If it's a horseshoe that plays games, then maybe that's not something I'm interested in. But if it is... I don't know, then you can hang it on your wall and nobody will notice. Yeah. That's true. If it is this... Um, 
this hybrid home portable thing. I think that's that's the way to go. Uh, the other game I like the look of is Dragon Quest Builders. I'm excited about that. I like the idea of Minecraft in theory, but I'm not, <laughs> an, uh, you know, I, I'm not a, a kid, and I I'm not somewhere on the spectrum, yeah. so I don't have time to get on that too much. Uh, Our imaginations um, are too dead for for. Yeah, Minecraft. exactly. I can't. I can, you know, I can imagine what a house looks like but when i go to build it it, it just doesn't i i can't get there but uh with dragon quest stuff in there and with more missions and stories and things i think that could be a good time uh, dragon quest 7 is coming out i was hoping it was going to come out sooner than it is but it's coming out in september very excited about that i uh, can't wait for that so that's number three and yeah. i also like the look of uh the last guardian of course that's coming out soon i can't believe that crazy uh but i'm looking forward to that i'm gonna yeah probably gonna tear up with that i was looking the trailer even the music gets me all chilly willied and i'm ready for it and then uh, let's see oh yeah and my other one that i like the look of uh jason help me out here because i sent you a list uh what was it Steve. what was it uh no no definitely not whoa uh that looks that looks what like else? some bad uh, stuff pray, pray. oh pray pray was the one i liked the look. yeah i thought that trailer was really cool it was uh it was very you know if, if the game is anything like that it seems like a good time and it's, um, there's some good people working on that and some good writers so we'll see if that turns out to be anything worthwhile in terms of disappointing shit there was a lot of disappointing shit this year um, <laughs> that whole Crash Bandicoot thing anyone who says they care about Crash Bandicoot are these same kind of people that swear they care about the rare collections and about all these things they're lying it's not true no one could possibly be interested in that shit and anyone who's getting upset about it they need to take a long hard look at themselves and wonder what they're getting upset about. They're getting upset about mediocrity, and that's, I mean, there's no point Luke, in getting upset about Luke, it. Luke, yeah. I, can, I, can I interject a second here? Um, I know yeah, Brexit's sure. going on, but can we get gay married over there, dude? Because between that and Rare, I mean, we're like soulmates, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we can indeed. Yeah, yeah, no, we can. Right on. I'll, anyway, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Let's get on some... <laughs> Speaking of disappointed, I have to settle for Jason. Great. We'll get married. <laughs> yeah, it'll Brexit be all right. After the... um, yeah. Let me think now. What else was disappointing? I thought... Uh, that Microsoft stuff in general was very disappointing um, across the board. Uh, ReCore, I was very disappointed by. It looks really ropey. Scalebound is pretty much the same. That oh, just yes. looks. I mean, I know they said that it was a demo. The real game won't be like that. But like, if the real game won't be like that, why don't you show us what the real game would be like? Exactly. Not this boring fucking thing that just looked so clunky and awful and not what I expected from those dudes at all. Uh, but they seem to be kind of phoning it in here and there now and then last little while uh, let me think what else looked bad i thought everything else was a big snooze from them that scorpio stuff is really confusing i don't know who they're going after with that or what they're they're attempted to do but we'll, we'll see how that bears <laughs> yeah we had a 15 minute conversation about scorpio <laughs> so. we were all very positive on it too. <laughs> uh, well i think we were as positive as you can be yeah basically. as positive as you can be uh-oh Oh, Luke, God. we're losing you. Let we're losing what? you. Brexit's taking down the internet. No, Damn it! Just That's the, the day's gone. That was, yeah, that was no good. And uh, I would let me agree. Think, uh, yeah, that was that was all my disappointments. I think that's five, isn't it? That sounds oh. about right. Yeah. I think they lost me. Did they lose me? No, nope, we're still here. Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear okay, me? I think they, I think I think I'm here. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh well, look, uh, I'm, I'm, the car is moving now. I don't know how long I'm going to be covered. Uh, 
But uh, it was nice yeah, talking to you guys, John. It was nice talking to you. Jason, Anthony, always a pleasure. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show. Everyone out there in Interland land, you can check me out at Luke Maxwell on Twitter. Uh, send me a tweet. Let me know what's going on. All right. Give me the take fake. it easy, fellas. Be, be, safe the apocalypse. <laughs> be, be safe, Luke. Love you, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. See you now. That was professional plugs. That was great. He's a goner. Luke should... <laughs> Why isn't Luke bigger than he is? Yeah, yeah. Luke, Luke should have about transition into plugs. After. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was subtle. So it was, and, but it, but it, but very like right on point. I mean, this guy Luke should be in PR at the very least. That's great. Anyway, so um, so Luke Luke just shit all over our Scorpio thing without even listening to it. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, so yeah, there was there was Luke Maxwell reporting live from <laughs> Ireland, which is close to which is close, which is close to Britain, which is. Close enough for the Brexit, so we we threw in our Brexit. They voted, thing. right? Sure. Yeah. I know Scotland I, voted. Yeah. So. I think I Ireland did. I don't know. I think it's Ireland. I, and Scotland. I live in the U.S. I didn't pay that close attention to it. Dude, I don't even pay attention to Mexico, and we're like 13 minutes from the border. So we're, build, we're building a wall, so it'll be. They're yeah. building a wall. It's for okay. Us. Yeah. Right. When when the great and wonderful Trump becomes president, and oh boy, <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it'll be fine. Everything's fine. Just as, as Dave Anthony says, every time he points out something on well, he used to point out stuff on Twitter when things are breaking down and going terribly, it's fine. <laughs> Let's not change anything. Yeah. So anyway, um. So since we got Luke stuff in here, let me let me go over my my five stuff here. Uh, you know what? We talked enough about Horizon, so I'm gonna skip that one, and we'll go to. It wasn't at the show, but it got announced and kind of teased. I don't know, whatever. But the the Dynasty Warriors, the Muso, however you want to put it, uh, the Berserk game. I think this is a good fit for the series, much better than Zelda was. So yeah, is this a Berserk game. Like a Zelda style Berserk game? No, 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 no. This is. Do you know the Dynasty Warriors game? Oh, you, you mean. Oh, you're talking about like Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, okay. Hyrule Warriors not being a good fit for okay. Zelda. Um, yeah, that 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 made zero sense to me. The Gundam games kind of make sense to a point. It's still a little like, eh, but Berserk makes perfect sense for for a Musou game. So I'm I'm very much anticipating this one. So this will be. If you couldn't tell by the coverage on the sites that I put up like four articles since it came out or since the announcement even showed up, like yeah, I'm I'm actually pretty genuinely excited about this one coming out. So, um, Gravity Rush Two, they didn't really show. I mean, there was a half hour gameplay footage thing that they did, but it wasn't. It's kind of one of those things of like you get somebody who was playing the game and was kind of plodding along, like it's like no, just move quick and get through the fights. Like skip the dialogue. No one cares about the story. They want to see how this thing plays right now. But instead, they were kind of going through the story motions. I've seen so. very little coverage of this game. Yeah, I put up. A, I've heard good things about. Yeah, about I put up a video game. of somebody playing it for a half hour. But other than that, it's like that's been it. But yeah, Gravity Rush Two coming out sometime soon. So okay. I'm kind of excited about that. I really like the first one. Um, when it came out on the Vita, one of my favorite Vita games. So and on the PS4, they pretty they did a really good job remastering that thing and kind of making it work a little better on a console. Like that was one game I was always like, how's this gonna work on a console? And then they made it work on a console. So, um, next thing, Last Guardian. Um, that is that is something Luke and I are completely in agreement on. Like I, Shadow of the Colossus was one of those games that I was just like, I, oh, good. I want to cry. <laughs> I want to cry. No, don't 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 kill the horse. Don't kill the horse. Oh, you killed the horse. Kill the horse. You animals, you killed the horse. <laughs> they always kill the horse. Yeah, but the horse wasn't dead after all, so. Agro wasn't dead, so. Agro? Agro? Agro! I mean, it wasn't, you know, the agro thing was kind of, was, wasn't quite as annoying as, uh, as Eco's. Oh, man. Bird! 
<laughs> I'm not really an eco fan. Well, that's because you're an animal, but go. That's fine. Uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. I don't like escort quests. Uh, I I liked eco just because like at the time it was a very different way of doing a video game story. Now yeah. it's kind of it's. I respect what it did. Yeah, no, and th- that's kind of my thing too. Like if you go and play the remastered version, like it is a very pretty game. It's like almost amazing, like how much they had to hide because of the PS2 like yeah. tech. And the same thing with Shadow of the Colossus. Like that thing dipped into single digit frame rates at times on the PS2, but it runs smooth as butter on PS3. That's another thing I'd like to see is PS4 uh, Shadow of the Colossus just because I buy that again in a heartbeat. But whatever. Um, so yeah, like anything that, anything that Team Eco, Ico, however you say it does, like I'm, I'm, I'm on board. I've got a bad feeling that either boy or bird dog is going to die. Yeah, obviously. And I'm going to cry or they're not going to die and they're going to find some other way of making me cry. So I'm like, oh, great. Okay. Well, it turns out you were the villain the whole time. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. Although the, there's the evil bird dog, but maybe that's the, maybe that's maybe, maybe the evil bird dog's the last guardian. Maybe you're the evil bird dog. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the evil bird dog's the good one, and then the last guardian is that one, and he's trying to keep you from getting out because you you guys are monsters. He's trying to get he's, he's trying to get brought back to life so he can do. I'm just going to turn the end of Shadow of the Colossus. Go ahead. That's it's it's, it's over ten years old. That's fine. <laughs> I said it's just going to turn to the end of Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to spoil. Yeah, no. Yeah, and that's 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 kind of my thing. Like it's like uh, you know. Oh, hey, there we go. Bird dog turns into aggro. <gasps> aggro was the bird dog the whole time. <laughs> it's a prequel. It's a oh, prequel. Oh, God. I might actually be interested now. <laughs> We're going backwards in time with each release. Shadow of the Colossus took place before Eco, and now this takes place before Shadow of the Colossus. It's a little confusing, to say the least. That's not true. Just, let's, let's, yeah. Anyway. Um, second game. One of my favorites of the previous generation, uh, State of Decay 2. Janky is all get out on the 360. I, <laughs> I'm the first to admit it. But despite that, I absolutely adored that game. What it did and just, like, how different it was from everything, like, zombie-wise that was out there at the time. Now, there's a few more things that are kind of like it, but it now that it's on an Xbox One, it runs at a pace that you can actually play it, where there's not pop-in, like, you're driving along, and all of a sudden there's 45 zombies three feet in front of you, like, oh, shit, where do they come from? Okay, wow, cool, I was sneaking, and now, wonderful, I have a swarm. Um, it, it, it's just one of those games that, like, I could play infinitely, and now they're adding co-op. They're adding um, like a gigantic world that you, or that's forgetting the phrasing, but basically like it plays like the first game where the world that you play in will stay degenerating basically as you play, even on co- or even in co-op. So I'm like, okay, this this is the game I'm on board with. I told a friend of the show or a friend of me, whatever you want to say, Alan Avril, um, Frodo Mojo on Twitter, if you want to follow him. Um, if he doesn't get an Xbox One by the time this comes out, I'm going to buy him one and send him one. God damn it! Because like he he and I both love State of Decay. Yeah. He he didn't he hasn't bought an Xbox One yet, and I'm like, okay, now they have co-op. Like you and I, like or he and I, are just like the two biggest defenders of this game that I've ever like known. Like I almost never seen anybody talking about State of Decay, and it was one of my favorite games of the 360 generation. So my friend, my friend Kyle loved that game. I've never played it. I don't. I know what it is. I've never played it though. Yeah. The first iteration of it, like, before they patched it, was a little rough because even when you weren't playing, things would degrade. Yeah. So people would go out on missions and die. So I stopped playing for three days, and I came back, and, like, I had, like, two survivors left in my whole settlement, and, like, all of my <laughs> supplies were gone. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> this isn't good. And then I they patched it, like, a couple weeks later where that didn't happen. I was like, oh, okay, this game is much more playable now. <laughs> so <laughs> if you were playing it every day... It did add a sense of like tenseness that you could not replicate in any other game, but it did make it unplayable 
if you were not playing it every day. So, because you would just put yourself in a fail state at, cer- at a certain point. So, you'd come back and, like, your most beefed up character would be dead. And you'd be, like, with the weakest character who just stayed behind at the base the whole time. You're like, oh, great, I'm absolutely screwed now. Cool. So. And finally, one that should be no surprise is uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. I... Oh, you like Zelda? Okay, a little bit, a little bit. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 it's, it's an okay little series. I mean, <laughs> it's a little series that could, you know. <laughs> there's uh, there's as many subtle hints in my room, my little podcast game room, as as can be possible. Um, um, the subtle one, especially being uh, uh, three inches from Anthony's head, is the five foot uh, tall Twilight Princess standee. Oh yeah, yes. he's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> there's chain mail to get through there. I've tried so. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I mean, and the yeah, box exactly. full of Zelda memorabilia that I have, too, is a little, you know, but uh, anyway, so, I, I'm gonna be honest, I stopped watching a lot of the Treehouse Live stuff, because this is actually one I kind of want to go into totally, uh, not totally, as much in the dark as possible. Agreed. I I want this Zelda to surprise me. I want to go in, and it seems like such a departure from all the other stuff that they've done, except the very first one, Yeah. that... I want this to surprise me. Like Twilight Princess, you could tell it was a Ocarina of Time past thing, you know? So it's like, okay, well, it's following the same structure as that as those games. Fine, whatever. I still like it. This, it's like, okay, I don't even know what is going on. There's not even a clear message on how many shrines there are and how many dungeons there are. I'm like, okay, you know what? No, let's keep it that way. Let's let's I, I've seen some of the footage where you can ride a shield down a uh, or down like a hill as like a snowboard. You can do a 360 jump in it. I'm like, there's there's so much little shit in this. Uh, Chris Kohler was talking about um, about his experience with it, and he had a fire rod that he found, and he hit a bird with the fire rod, and it just turned into cooked meat. Awesome. I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty dope. I the only thing I'm a little like with with is is the uh, is the cooking thing because that's a little monster huntery, and I'm like. They love Monster Hunter in Japan, so it's bound to be in Zelda at some point. Monster Hunter has never really done it for me, but I mean, whatever. It's a juggernaut out in Japan, so I, I've tried it a few times. It almost it almost gets me, and then I kind of just stop playing it. I've heard from people it takes like you have to play with people who know what they're doing and will, are willing to teach you, and then it takes about fifteen hours. I'm like, I don't have that kind of time <laughs> i also don't want I, w- I wish it wasn't on handhelds on exclusively i wish it was uh a console thing but yeah whatever. yeah i mean you can i guess there's a 360 version frontier i think or whatever but that's japan only so yeah and then there was one of the one of the uh, psp ones got put on the ps3 but uh, that's another import one so yeah the, the original ones on the ps2 yeah those ones are very hard to get into yeah well i think monster hunter in general is very hard to get into i see it and it looks great and i've always wanted to get into it but every time i play it i just i'm not feeling it so like i said i I, it's one of those things that like cool if you're into it but don't try to talk me into it because you're not going to get me into it anyway zelda um yeah i mean graphically looks gorgeous um i think it was pre-show we talked about that like with the wii u gamepad there's basically no wii u gamepad functionality there they I believe it was Al Numa they talked to that said um, the reason why they're not doing that is they want the game to be the same version on the Wii U that is on whatever the NX is going to be. So that tells me that they're getting rid of the Wii U gamepad. That means there's at least no gamepad sort of thing. And that it means it's probably more of a traditional console, which is 
nice thing for me because I'm kind of like, oh, good, you guys. Okay, the we'll Wii see. the Wii gimmick worked well for them, except the Wii U gimmick didn't work very well for them. So it's like, okay, let's we'll, we'll see about that. I don't believe it's going to be very gen, uh, very uh, typical, whatever it's going to end up being. I don't. I think it will be as close to a typical console. I mean, the Wii U is a typical game console, except that it has the gamepad. And that is everyone's entrance point to that to that console, so they have to kind of program for the gamepad, which I find endlessly frustrating. Um, the battery dies too quick. I mean, you think I think the battery in the DualShock Four shit. I mean, the gamepad. Yeah, that's another thing I like, you know, like about the Xbox One controller better. The batteries last forever, whereas the DualShock Four, it's like I can play in one sitting and blow through a battery. So yeah. anyway, um, yeah. So like the Wii U, like the Pro controller is a great controller, and I just wish that that was the pack in. Or they packed them in, like, from now on, so you could get away from the gamepad, because I think the gamepad is just a terrible controller to use. It is huge. It's clunky. It is what a lot of people thought would be great for an iPad Mini, is to attach, like, a controller thing onto it, and you can play games on it that way. It is a bad idea. It is not comfortable to play. People can say, like, oh, the off-screen is great all they want. It's the the screen on that is ugly. I, I mean, played through pretty much all of 3D World that way at a friend's. We played through together. So it wasn't too bad, I didn't think. But yeah. yeah. I, I, I just think that screen is just uglier. Like, I, I see it, it and I, I look up at the TV and I'm like, why would I do this? I'm totally <laughs> confused. It's like, oh, I have a beautiful 65-inch LED TV and I have this middling quality that even my original iPad, like the first-generation iPad screen is better than. I'm gonna go ahead and not play it on my gamepad. Thanks. So... So anyway, um, yeah, Breath of the Wild, I mean, I don't know which version I'm going to end up with. I probably will just do like I did with Twilight Princess and buy the Wii version, or the Wii U version and okay, the NX both. version. I mean, there's really no ifs, ands, or buts. I mean, technically I've bought Twilight Princess four or five, five times now. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because I bought GameCube, mm-hmm. bought the Wii version, I bought the Greatest Hits or whatever it is, the Nintendo Selects version of Twilight Princess 2 on the Wii. <laughs> and then I bought two copies of it on uh, on the Wii U, one to keep sealed. So, <laughs> Wow, okay. Yeah, so. I must be a fan of this series. Yeah, just a little bit. And Twilight Princess is probably maybe my third favorite Zelda game, so maybe fourth, I don't know. I, I like Twilight Princess. This is the most excited I've been for a Zelda game since Wind Waker, easily. Yeah. But. This is the most excited I've been since, well, I mean, honestly, two, maybe it was the last one. No, no, two now, because of that Triforce Heroes thing, but uh, Link Between Worlds. Like, I got super hyped about that one. So I thought that was a great, great game. And it just harkened back to my favorite Zelda. So. I need to play that. That is a wonderful game. I haven't played it either, play and, I love, and I love Link to the Past. So that is my favorite Zelda. I kind of see why people like Ocarina maybe a little more at times, but... They're wrong. I it's... think... No. A Link to the Past is held up better. You can still go and oh, play that in its original format, and it's still a beautiful-looking game. Ocarina, you go back to the original, and that thing is uglier than Sin. Uh, so. The 3DS version's good, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, the 3DS remake is very pretty. It does a very nice job, except if I want to play A Link to the Past on my uh, on my 3DS, it looks good. If oh, I yeah. want to play it on my 65-inch TV, it looks good. If I put Ocarina of Time on my 65-inch TV, it looks terrible. So, <laughs> And, yeah, I mean, like I said, it... It, it set the tone for every Zelda game as far as, like, mechanics go, um, like, in the 3D realm for every single one since, basically. But, like, A Link to the Past is the one that set the stage for every Zelda game, basically, since A Link to the Past. So, yeah. Uh, d- definitely day, per- day one purchase for me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I mean, if I end up having to drop, like, $500 because I'm buying a, an NX 
and the game, or, you know, and then Breath of Fire on the NX, and then Breath of Fire on the, or Breath of Fire, <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Breath Jeez. of Fire. See, I'm hoping, see, I'm hoping, see, that's what I want is a Dragon Quarter remake, anyway, so that's why I'm thinking Breath of Fire. Anyway, um, Breath of the Wild <laughs> on Wii U, NX, and an NX on the same day, it's gonna happen, I don't care. I mean, it's gonna happen. I, I'm getting, I'm getting them day one, so it's just a matter of, like, which version am I gonna be more compelled to play, like, right away? I mean, am I gonna wanna unplug my Wii U so I can... And get the NX hooked up, or is it one of those things like, well, I have the NX version, it looks the exact same, and I'll just play it on the Wii U because that's already hooked up. So, I don't know. Anyway, that, my my favorite five things. So, guys, let's talk about stuff that disappointed the shit out of us. Uh, like, uh, we've talked a little bit, I guess, about stuff so far, but yeah, there's probably some more stuff. Yeah, the most disappointing thing for me was probably... The lack of Mass Effect stuff. Oh yeah, it was. I was so sure it was going to be there, like, and it was. I mean, it was technically there. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I, I, it was the situation where they showed so little. I just wish they hadn't shown it. I mean, because like the funny thing is, as I was watching what they were showing, I was like, God damn it, they're not showing anything. And then it like flashed what the new ship looks like. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm back in. And then it would go back to shit I didn't care about. And then it would yeah. like flash the gameplay in there. Oh. Mass Effect, and yeah, it was. Uh... It's like I don't, I don't want to see the the developers making the game. Like, put that in a bonus section in the game that I can check it out. Like after the games come out, I don't want to see this. I want to see the game. Yeah, it doesn't. As, it as doesn't Gore, matter. I think Gore put maybe three years ago. Show me a game or get off the stage, basically. So yeah, yeah. it's. it's they got to show it eventually, right? It's coming out. It's coming out by by April next year. So yeah. probably March. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess March. That's what I would assume was going to Yeah. Out. Well, they, I think they did say first quarter, right? Yeah. Uh, or, well, it's, isn't that technically the end of the fiscal year? It's, yeah. It's March so or April. fourth quarter of, yeah, whatever. So, but yeah, so, I mean, somewhere in that ballpark. I was kind of expecting it to come out this year, honestly. Like, I, they didn't seem to really give any indication that it wasn't going to until they did, basically. Like, they, there was no, like, oh, yeah, we're, we're chugging along. We're not sure. It was just a, hey, yeah, 2017, sorry. I, I, I pretty much guessed March is based on, because that's when Mass Effect 3 came out last time. So that's kind of what I based it off of. That's oh, okay. It. I don't know. It was a random. That is going to be a very busy time of the year because between that and like Zelda and a few other games that are coming out around there, it's like that is end of the month. Is twenty eighth is Horizon, the fourteenth is Persona. Yeah, that is going to be. Yeah, it's going to be real tough for some people. Like, like I I love Mass Effect and I love Zelda, so that's going to be a tough one for me. It's like okay, I'm going to have to choose one or the other here. It would be Mass Effect for me. But it's uh, I'm going to play Zelda eventually, at least. Yeah, Zelda. I probably have to pick Zelda just because you know, the Zelda dork I am, so it's, it's like, I kind of have to, but at the same time, it's like, it has been so long since there's been a Mass Effect game now. So, yeah. It'll, it'll be five years by the time it comes out. Yeah. God, has it really been that long? That's, that's depressing. Another one of my disappointing things, do you guys have anything you want to get on real quick? I, I just wanted, I was disappointed in Dishonored 2, just because it looked like the first Dishonored, just a little nicer. Which I guess, if you're a fan of Dishonored, is probably awesome, but I wanted to like the first Dishonored more than I did. Mm-hmm. And I, so I was really hoping this one would would uh, do it for me. And like the 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 time travel thing they showed was really cool. That was like the one of the few things that I was like really into. Oh, the uh, like the the, the peaking basically yeah. between. You know what came did that earlier this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, <laughs> I saw that and I was like, were they? That's strange. This is the it's, exact same mechanic. Yeah, like, it's uh, almost it's cool exactly. It's cool. It's it's uh, but yeah. Other than that, 
like when they showed they finally showed the actual gameplay i'm like oh yeah dishonored <laughs> and uh i didn't really like this the first time i don't want yeah yeah that's kind of what i got bummed out about too it's like oh dishonor looks cool in premise but it just like i and like game informer like did like a month-long cover story on it at, on on their website at this um you know uh, the magazine one, their podcast one? no the second one sorry. second one yeah i remember the, the first one getting a lot of coverage too and it was like yeah. And I was actually getting like really excited. I was like, man, you know, the way the way they're making this sound, it sounds like Dishonored 2 is really going to come out great. And then it kind of rolls out, and I was like, eh, eh, I don't know if I'm really into this now. So yeah. we used to joke at a at GameStop when I worked there that um, it, there was a curse of the GI covers, basically. Like, if your game was on a Game Informer cover, you tended to not be as well-received as you would would have hoped. Um, the Santa, Santa the Third is pretty good. <laughs> that was on a cover. Um, I mean, granted, this has been years, but I know because uh, there was like Assassin's Creed came Three. out, and that was like we were like, oh, great, and then a couple other things. Like I remember, um, Anthony, you might remember, it was my friend Scott that worked there. Um, he works for Amazon Games now. Um, he, like, he was the one pushing this so hard. You know, I, I, I bought into the hype, and I was like, oh, this is great. You know, and I bought it, and I was like, I kind of like it. The first Assassin's Creed, yeah. Well, the second one, I don't remember that had a cover or not. That was the, if it didn't, that'd be funny because it was the best one. That was really good. And then three was a cover and then three was not good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah, I, I honestly, I, I'm trying to remember, like, I just, Assassin's Creed was the one that stuck out of my mind just because that was like the first time I noticed it. I was like, oh, that didn't work out well. And then like the next game that came out that was, that was on a cover, like a few months later, I was like, oh, that didn't work out very well either. Okay. We just uh, put Final Fantasy 15 on their cover last month. So yeah. We'll see if that. Yeah. I heard it, I've heard it plays better than it showed, but I, I think RPGs are a tough one to yeah. really show at yeah. a convention though. I mean, it's, you know, you're, you're expected to kind of get used to this, like, you know, game that's going to, you know, potentially take dozens of hours and yeah. you get like a half hour to try to get everything in there. That's exciting. Yeah. You're like, I feel, oh, like they okay. feel like choosing, I, I know they chose the boss fight for the spectacle of it. And I love spec. I'm a guy. I love spectacle. I mean, I loved Kojima's entrance, but, uh, uh, it it just looked it didn't look fun to play and that's kind of the important part of a video game. Yeah, so, it's and I was I'm I'm probably I'm still interested in that game. So, yeah. Like, I'm just trolling. I was just But uh, uh one of my disappointments Luke already kind of covered it, it was Microsoft's uh Recore Scalebound. I really liked that they announced the uh, Xbox Slim. Mhm. And the Scorpio to bookend it, but then their games—they could have had a really good conference if their games weren't. Because what they demoed, uh, Scalebound, Recore, they had Final Fantasy that didn't demo too well. Yeah. Was Tekken part of that one? Yeah. Uh, yes, Tekken was. They just didn't yeah. have anything that really stood out, and they could. Like Tekken? Dead uh, Rising actually stood uh, out a little <laughs> bit. I don't, I, I don't like Tekken, so I'm kind of shitting on it for no reason. Yeah. But Dead Rising kind of stood out. State of Decay was on there, right? Just real yeah, quick, yeah. a teaser thing. Well, State of, yeah, State of Decay was a teaser, and so was Dead Rising. That was more but of a. They just yeah. more than half their games kind of fell. Tekken, out. they showed us a story mode stuff from, so they didn't really, they didn't really show much. Uh, I, I I don't know how much they can really change gameplay wise. It's going to be Tekken with prettier. Basically. Yeah, and if you don't like Tekken already, I mean, it's not going to change your mind. But if yeah. you do like Tekken. It looked really. It looked like a really good Tekken game. Yeah, yeah. If Tekken's your thing, this is as Tekken I'm, as Tekken gets. So. I'm a Tekken guy, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I've never, I've never liked Tekken. It's kind of. Yeah. I tried. I really, really tried hard getting into it, and I just could not get into it. So, we talked about Dishonored two. I think about as much as we really could. Um, Johnny said you were a little. Was that was you right? That was disappointed with Battlefield one, right? Yeah, because 
Yeah, that was another. That's that's uh, kind of the same thing as Dishonored Two. Really, is it? Uh, I I didn't really like Battlefield Four that much, and or three. So, I, and then but they announced uh, one, which is a dumb name for it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> but uh, um, and I was like, okay, they're changing it up. We haven't had a World War Two or one kind of shooter. I mean, something we never, that wasn't something that wasn't present or near yeah, future, basically. Yeah, for a long time since. I think World of War was the last big one that I can think of. I think you're right. Uh, I mean, there have been smaller ones on like PC, but I haven't played any of them. And so I was like intrigued, and then they showed the trailer. I'm like, oh, it's Battlefield. And then they showed like the gameplay. I'm like, yep, this is. I like, it look. It, it's a really good looking game. And if you like Battlefield, I'm sure you'll like it. But it just looked like a World War One skin on top of Battlefield instead of like a new kind of game. Yeah, and see that's. That's I, I, that's where, like I said, I'm hesitant on this one. Like, like I said, I am endlessly fascinated by World War One. I've listened to the Dan Carlin Hardcore History uh, World War One series twice. No, they're short, so. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, the, I mean, right I mean, the longest one's things. only like four and a half hours, so it's not a big deal, uh, you know. Yeah. But like, like I said, that is just like one of those wars that like I don't feel gets its due in like history or anything like that. Like it's it's such a fascinating war of like transitioning from old to new, and just like the use of technology, this use of strategies, and just like I said, and just like the political thing of it. It's not a cut and dry, you know, good versus evil sort of thing that we have yeah. for World War Two. That very, we see. Very it was such a good war, they had to replay it with World War Two. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> redo this. Yeah, so, uh, let's do this one more yeah, time. It wasn't really concluded. So they uncharted, yeah. they uncharted two it, and like it is bigger and better. <laughs> they uh they basically um yeah like Russia thankfully had the same strategy just keep throwing all of the yeah, people just, you have just throw bodies we have more bodies than you so yeah <laughs> yep, yep. and now they don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you know it's like one whole generation out of Europe right um effectively yeah I mean it's it, it you know I don't want to say it like this it almost might have been a good thing that happened because could you imagine the world's population today <laughs> if all those people had died we'd be at like fourteen billion right now that's true it'd be a little that's scary a, that's definitely a way to look at it <laughs> it's a dark way of looking at it I mean I'm, I'm the first to admit that might not be the happiest reasoning on it but it's like practically it's like okay well if we had every one man that died would have have like two children I'm like oh that'd be a lot of people Jesus yeah no. Battlefield's gonna do it. And you're like, ba bum ba and it's like World War One isn't isn't very ba da bum ba It's like, it's a it's fucked up war. Yeah, <laughs> for war, and that's coming. That's like, in all wars fucked up, but World War One is an especially fucked up war. Yeah, yeah, like just some of the like the, just the terrible things that happened to it, and like I said, all the I don't want to say experimental stuff, but like you know, just experiment with the technology and tactics. Like it was just it was a terrible, terrible thing to have to live through, have to see. Medicine wasn't anywhere near what it was in World War Two. So, I mean, the fatality rate was yeah, right? ridiculous. You know, you know, penicillin, so, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, you know, there were people still sawing people with dirty saws and everything, you know? It's like, okay, I mean, we're talking Civil War era stuff still going on here. I mean, it's, it was a little rough, and, but, and like I said, maybe, and maybe it's just that's part of it, like, the endless fascination for me with it is just, like, how brutal that war was, as opposed to like, and like I said, there was really no clear one side was bad or one side was good in that war when you looked at it. Whereas hit like you know, you kind of looked at it from our perspective. And it's like, oh well, clearly Hitler's the bad guy, you know. So it's like, oh well, I don't know. 
And also, like, you know, we played such a minimal role in that one to begin with, as you know, as far as the United States go. It's like, hey, we showed up. It's like, hey, it's practically over. Let's let's throw our yep. guys in there. Yep. And I mean, granted, when we kind of showed up in World War II, it practically was anyway. It was on the verge of being broken anyway. Yeah, we stood out of that one for a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we kind of came in, we just built the forces and let yeah. them uh, kill each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Russia. And just kill yeah. I mean, Russia. That glory. Russia would have finished that thing. Period. I mean, the hard way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, R- Russia would have demolished the rest of Germany and then probably taken the rest of Europe for themselves. So if, it's it like, wasn't for, if it wasn't for Japan, we might not have even gotten involved. So yeah, exactly. It would have been like, hey, nah, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, we were kind of on the sidelines, and a lot of people weren't that interested. But why did we get into history on this? Um, anyway, yeah. one. It's historically accurate at all times. Yep, 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 yep. I can't wait to uh, throw grenades uh, at, a, at a zeppelin. That'll can't wait. Be- can't wait to like get to pimp out my shovel with like different camos. Dig. <laughs> 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 Dig. <laughs> you know, that's one thing they never really bring up in World War II games, I've noticed, is, like, the use of horses. Like, they still used horses a lot in World War II. Horses will apparently be a vehicle, <laughs> be in the vehicle class in this game, so you yeah. can ride horses. So, that, so, so this might be... So World, I think so, they still use horses today. Uh, they probably do, but, like, World War II, like, we, we have yeah. this image of it being a mechanized war, but horses were still, by and large, used more than t- tanks were. It's like... But, you know, that's not cool i guess when you look at it on video it's pretty cool to me if i get charging head first and do gunfire on a horse that's pretty cool <laughs> except when they all get bowed down and yeah know. i mean it's it's less cool when you get all literal about it but like <laughs> the, the, the romantic version of it's really yeah, i was gonna say romanticizing it yes yeah. nothing nothing's much cooler than that yeah, yeah. i mean it, it's kind of like uh what was the Oh god, what's the Mel Brooks or Mel Brooks? Mel Gibson movie. Mel Brooks, the classic Mel, Mel <laughs> yeah. movie. Uh which one? The Patriot or Braveheart? The no, 20- the one where he's in he's he's a runner in World War One. Um, lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon 4. Gallipoli. That's it. Like, you know, they, they have this like, you know, thing of like, oh, it's you know, it's this romantic thing of like war, and then they get there and they're like, Oh, this is fucked beyond all belief. Jesus. So, uh, yeah, you know, that, that, like I said, another thing with the World War One thing, like, like the only game that I've really come across of, like, I don't want to say even being mainstream, but isn't, like, a turn-based shooter is that Valiant Hearts game. And that well, game had such a terrible mixed message of, like, it was trying to be serious, and then you're, you know, you're dodging bombs in a car yeah to i forget what song it is or whatever but like flight of the valkyries or, or you know or whatever and it was just like okay the ending well, was pretty fucked up <laughs> i i you know what honestly i gave up halfway through it because i just thought it was too dumb i was like i can't deal the with the ending it's pretty dark okay maybe i'll check it out because like at the same time i was watching season two of downton abbey and they were dealing with World War One during that season. Like half of the people in the house were, you know, involved in World War One. Two of the people came back. You know, that one of the person or one of the people had gotten shot okay. in World War One or in the war, and the other guy shot his own hand or basically put his hand up to get shot so he could come home because he was so terrified of how it went. Okay. Okay. And it was just like, and they handled how like how that war affected people on a personal level, I thought better than this Valiant Hearts game did because they didn't do that stupid light or like the stupid silly shit. But like I said, I think Valiant Hearts was trying to do it seriously, but then they kind of got a little too goofy. Like they didn't feel assured enough of themselves to commit to being dark. It's like, if you're going to be dark, be dark. I mean, I understand you can, you can make some levity in those situations, but you know, it just went from dark to 
oh, this is silly, to dark, to silly. It's like, okay, this is too extreme on either end, and I just can't take it seriously for either, so... That was my big issue with the Valiant Hearts. Anyway, I had this I had this long, long article I was trying to piece together, and I just could never get it to be coherent about, um, you know, Valiant Hearts, and then the season or then season two of Downton Abbey, and I just could never get it to be coherent enough that I ever wanted to put it together and finish it. So it's a weird game, though, Valiant Hearts. Yeah. To pin down, it plays yeah. differently than most games. Mm-hmm. I played uh, recently, a couple weeks ago, probably like the first hour. I don't know if I'll go back. I've already kind of forgot about it. Yeah. It's an interesting game. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's worth playing through. At least I thought the ending at least was was good. It might be, you know, it might be something I go give another shot now too. As you've said, it kind of gets yeah. a little more serious, I guess, towards the end. So maybe I can get to it again. But it's kind of one of those things. Like, like I said, it was just it was just too sporadic in its moods that I was just like, I can't get into this. It, it I, I appreciate when you try to be something and then you kind of lighten the mood up or you know darken the mood up here and there. Speaking of games that don't don't know their tone, fuck Watch Dogs 2. That trailer. Oh, God. Oh. I would call that a disappointment, but I didn't have any interest in that to begin well, I didn't with. Think, I had no interest in the first Watch Dogs. Everyone, everyone was super excited for that. I, I never I never was really interested in it. But the second one, oh my God. That, oh, I'm going to have to talk about it. I just wanted to put that out there. Fuck that. Fuck that game. I might have been mildly like interested in it just mechanically, except that guy with the billboard like mask on oh whatever. my god I was just like oh nope i mean i just wanted the other guy to be like what are you wearing <laughs> like while he was talking to him just like yeah. take the fucking mask off yeah i mean you know i mean and keep in mind that the main character is wearing a hat with his uh, hacker group on the uh, yeah his fucking supposedly secret hacker group yeah part. it's like yeah real secret when you're advertising it i mean i guess it's kind of like anonymous in that sense but at least anonymous has the good sense to cover their faces <laughs> And not be a... Isn't he like a singer or something like that? Or some hip-hop I, artist? I, I didn't look enough into it. I just saw the trailer and was really upset by, by just like how not self-aware they are. In a game that should be... So, they, they, the game could be cool if they were just a little more self-aware about what they were doing. Yeah, I thought... Yeah, I, I think that too. I think if they were doing that tongue-in-cheek, maybe. But they yeah, seem to be, be taking it themselves very seriously. A little bit more Saints Row in there and you probably got me. Yeah. It's like... Yeah, it, yeah. There you go. It's like Saints Row. If Saints Row took itself seriously, like it, no, it, we're it, actually really deep and have a good story to tell. It's like first, oh. like the first Saints Row, like it took itself way too seriously. No, yeah, and no one remembers that. Yeah. Nope, everyone remembers two, three, and four, but yeah, yeah. yeah the first one uh, was tried to be GTA, and they realized that was a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, they, they, yeah. Thankfully, they they're just like, hey, we can't compete with GTA. Let's just get stupid and silly. So. Yeah. And we got three out of it. Boy, boy, did they get stupid and silly with that yeah. series. So, I mean, I think in the second one, there's some DLC where you run missions with a porn star. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a mission where you have to spray sewage all over the place. That's one of the side oh, missions. Oh, yeah, in a, in a honey truck, yep, or a honey yeah. wagon. Yeah, I love that one. And then the insurance fraud things, so. But three is three was where it peaked, in my opinion. I love three. Another disappointing thing for me was just the amount of time spent on VR. It's very hard to show VR. It is. And they are doing their best to show as much of VR as possible. I understand they need to, not need to, but they're trying to get people to be interested in it. But what they're showing me is not getting me interested in it. They're showing all these little bite-sized things that I'm like, eh, like that Batman thing. I'm like, oh, goody, I get to play dress-up in VR. I mean, that's basically <laughs> what bat- that Batman thing equates out to me. Yeah, for. it's an experience, VR experience. Yeah, it's like, I don't 
or that awful Final Fantasy thing they showed. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean that's that looked bad. I can't. I mean. That is something like even I'm still up in the air as to like what system I'll end up getting Final Fantasy 15 for because I'm gonna get it just because I want to see how it turns out because it seems like interesting enough to me that I want to give it a shot but like just like that VR thing like I if I get it on the PlayStation I'm not I'm I got no interest in trying that out I'm like why I don't need to be like you know eyes in on this on this world or whatever you know it's like this the immersion I get for like you know. 50, 60 hours playing the game should be enough. I don't need to put on a helmet and, hey, let me look around at everything. Oh, this is not interesting. Cool. I think of, I'm starting to think of VR as the uh, mustache tattooed on your finger. (laughs) Like, oh, well, good. Aren't you not interesting? (laughs) I'm interested in VR, at least for for where it can go. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah. Well, it's it, oh. it's an interesting thing to wonder, but I mean, you know, I'm also interested in interstellar travel. <laughs> it's it just right now. I mean, yeah, VR hitting seems a little bit more, uh, you know, in the next few years rather than the next few centuries. But it's right now, like everything they're showing to me, I'm just like, I don't I don't need to play this. Everything that they've shown is like, oh, this can just be done normally on a console. I mean, outside of like the horror stuff, maybe. Like, the Resident Evil demo, from what I've heard, is, like, terrifying in VR. I don't know if I want to be that scared playing something, though. I think I do. I would do that. (laughs) I'm getting more into horror games recently. I never (laughs) played them, but recently. I'm a fan. Uh, Silent Hill is my favorite series, and that's never coming. I just wouldn't play it in VR, because I heard, like, first-person VR games are kind of crap. Like, Fallout 4, you're not, it's not, it's not one-to-one, you're not really playing them, you're kind of transporting. Right. I don't want to play the game. But, I want to have full control. But here's the thing. With like Resident Evil, they're building it with VR in mind. Yeah, that's Fallout, why, they're that's tacking it on. Yeah, Fallout doesn't seem like a good mix. With the, the Resident Evil, at least with the demo, it's a, it was a small house. So yeah. it kind I of thought that was a VR. pretty huge announcement saying it was built from the ground up for VR. And like yeah, Res- mainline Resident Evil. So. And they did... And I thought like initially, like even Gore got a little confused on this, like... Does that mean it's a VR only thing? Because it sounded when with the messaging with that initially, I could see people getting confused. Like when they said built yeah. built from the ground up for VR, it's like, wait, does that mean it's VR only? And thankfully they clarified it that it wasn't, that you can play your campaign in VR, you know, get to a save point, take off the VR, and then play on your TV again if you wanted to. So I mean I thought that was that's a good idea. That's a good way of getting used to pe- or getting people used to the idea of VR. But I don't know, just like I said, for me it's just like I I don't want to be that immersed in a horror game, you know? It's like, no thanks, I'm good. That could be too much, so we'll see. Um, something like, like I said, like that, like that, um, the Infinite Warfare thing, that, um, the flight. Oh, you mean like Eve Valkyrie? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like I said, or, like I said, or, you know, the battle, um, Battlefront, the X-Wing thing. That's a, that's, that's, that was like an experience. That's also an experience, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but if they did something like like when I saw that, and I was like, "Oh shit, are they making an X Wing versus Tie Fighter in VR?" Ever, and then you saw, and then you see experience. Yeah, and you're like, I, "Well, I, I saw Battlefront, and I was like, oh yeah, nope." Yeah. <laughs> I wanted, I wanted a sim. I mean, as much as a sim can be for you know X Wing and Tie Fighter, since they're fictional, you know. I mean, things. they can make, they can make it too. Like, there's already like games that do that on the Rift and Vive. So it can be, it can't, it's one of the more plausible things that can be done. And with, you know, Star Wars as big as it's been in, you know, I mean, it's as big as it's ever been basically now. I mean, time would be right for even just 
Yeah, they announced a lot of Star Wars games. Oh. They, could probably, they could probably fit one more in there. Yeah, it's like, why not just do an X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter, just make it a multiplayer-only thing? I mean, honestly, like, that would get me to buy PlayStation VR. If they if they said, hey, put an X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter, it's multiplayer-only, and it's on PlayStation VR, I'm buying PlayStation VR. Well, because... you can play as Pronto in Final Fantasy XV. I don't even know which one of them is Pronto. <laughs> Prompto. Prompt. Prompto. He's the blonde... Even worse of a name. <laughs> He's like the... Like the keyboard guy in the band, and they're, they're, I picture them as like a really shitty Japanese band. Oh, okay. He's probably like the keyboard guy. So I can kind of see, yeah. Like, isn't he kind of like the goofy blonde one? Yeah, he's the goofy irreverent one. That's yeah. Something seriously, probably. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He walks around and, and he's um. He's stereotype number three. Yeah, he, he walks around and goes, go, where am I? Oh, 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 look at the bad guy! It's like, okay, great. That's, you're fucking hilarious. Cool. I mean, I, I watched the, uh, like that, the anime thing or whatever, on Crunchyroll that they did, the Final Fantasy XV anime, the first episode of it, and I was like, yeah, this character can go away. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah, it's not really a thing, so I wouldn't worry about it, but... Okay. I didn't care about it. Yeah. So, um... Okay, so... I'm not sure if I'm going to be alone on this one, but it's not so much that it itself disappointed me, but the amount of people that are, like, so overly excited about Death Stranding. Oh. <laughs> I I loved that fucking weird-ass trailer. At the... I, I thought, like, oh, this trailer is Kojima. I mean, you could have put that on there, and just the fact that it had Norman, Norman Reedus' butt on there, I'm like, okay, that's, that's a Kojima trailer. I oh, mean, yeah, that was Kojima. That's, like, Kojima without... Any restraint. It's like, here, just make a trailer. Yeah. Here's, yeah, it, it's, like I said, it's, I, you know, my, my wife and I were, like, watching the trailer, and she, like, I, I pointed out, and I said, this is that Kojima guy, and this is his next game, and I'm like, I don't, and I said, see, I told you, and, because I forgot what game we were playing, oh, it was Metal Gear Solid Five, or, and she was watching me, and she was like, puts an awful lot of detail in a butts, doesn't he? <laughs> it was like, okay, as, as, a, as someone who does not pay attention to video games, she latched onto that. I'm like, yeah, and she said, oh, that Kojima guy. The guy who was into the butts. I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, I know who this is now. I was like, okay, that's that's kind of sad <laughs> when a uh, bystander notices that. You know, it's like... Yeah, butts and dead whales. That's what I got from that trailer. I don't, I don't understand the fact... Like, everyone's like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. I'm like, it's a trailer that is in no way... That's not indicative of yes. what this game is going to be you know it's like why are you excited for i mean you could have just said like that's a cool trailer i don't know what the hell this thing is going to be but it's like no this game is going to be amazing i mean look i'm like no when does a trailer like especially when it says like you know this, this basically has nothing not nothing to do with but there's like there's no indication as to what this game is absolutely not it could be a cooking simulator for all we fucking know i'd play I'd, i'm gonna play whatever it is regardless but it, yeah i'm not excited because of the trailer i'm excited because like it, it's just he's making a game yeah, i'm excited about he's making a game i i you know what i would say i might have been normally excited about it, but the whole thing with uh, the way Mighty Number no. Nine turned out and Inafune. Sometimes I think these people need a ceiling. They need I... somebody to smack them down and tell them, "No, don't do that. Stop doing that." Because I mean, just imagine, like, imagine all of these Metal Gear games if Kojima just had complete free reign without anyone telling him, "Hey, we need <laughs> to wrap this up." We'd still be he'd still be working on Metal Gear Solid Three. I, I mean, he. He is, he was done with Metal Gear Solid after every after every Metal Gear Solid came. Yeah, out. after after Metal Gear Solid two, he was done with Metal Gear, and then he came back on an advisory role and then took over basically again. And, and made then, the best one. Yeah. 
And then Metal Gear Solid Five he came on and put his name on it every thirty five seconds. So don't get me wrong, Metal Gear Solid Five, my favorite game of last year, but goddamn, I don't need to know it was a, it was a game made, created, written, directed, produced by Hideo Kojima every fifteen goddamn seconds. I'm good. It was my second favorite one, so I mean, I yeah, but yeah, it's his name's on there a fair amount. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's my fa- it's my second favorite Metal Gear, but it is it was my favorite game of last year. So it's my, it's, it's my least favorite or second least favorite. It's uh, but it's it's not saying much. I still love it. It's it's my favorite series, but uh, I think just mechanically wise, it's like the only one that really can hold up still. So, and that's just because it came out so recently. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. Like, I mean, trying to go back and play like two is a little bit of a mess. Um, I, I I played through two last year, I think, again on Vita. But uh, three was I played three for the first time on the PS3, and like, or no, I played it. I finished it for the first time on the PS3, and I loved it. But it still was like. I can understand, like, people who've never played Metal Gear, and you tell them, yeah. 3 is the best, play 3, and then they play it, they're like, this game controls like oh, shit. Start, if you start from the beginning, uh, it, hel- it helps. <laughs> like, uh, you gotta play 1 first, and then you gotta just make it through this, because this game controls the worst out of all of them. Uh, and, then, and, then, and then if they beat 2... Are you and, talking about Metal Gear or, or yeah. Metal Gear Solid? Metal Gear Solid. Okay. Metal Gear. Not, not going all the way back to Metal Gear, that's too much, that's too much to ask. Um... <laughs> And then you get Metal Gear 2, and if, and if they beat that game, and they see the ending of that game, and they still want to play it, then you know they're a lifelong Metal Gear fan. If they, yeah. If they, uh, just show them the ending of 2 and say, okay, so what do you think about this? <laughs> and, because, uh, oh man, the ending of 2. It's still one of my favorite endings in a game, just because of how batshit crazy it is. Yeah, I mean, you know, it did give us that, you know, that phrase of, you know, the purple whatever, you know, I need scissors 61, you know, I mean, it gave us that. So, I mean, we have that at the very least. But my, my problem with Metal Gear Solid 2 was like, I wanted riding with the sword for longer. Uh, I mean, then we got a whole game of it. (laughs) We did. And it was a good, I like Revengeance. Yeah. Revengeance was good. It's also a good platinum. And a weird, and another nonsense word, but yeah. Yeah, Oh, he's the, he's the best at that. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, Death Stranding. I mean, and see, and that's, that's another thing too, where like, I typically like Kojima's games a lot. I just don't like Kojima's maybe harder core fan base because like all these people trying to extrapolate like, well, what does Death Stranding mean? And how did, it's like, oh God, just yeah, it's they, a trailer, people. We're not going to see anything of this game for two years. Tear apart every one of his trailers. Yeah, and the whole like, oh God, what was it? The um, the his new mascot. I'm like, maybe you should work on a game instead of like. Yeah. making like uh, these incredibly uh, admittedly incredibly looking like renders of your mascot because yeah, it looks good <laughs> yeah looks great where's the game how many hours did you spend on that you could have put that towards a smaller game i mean he could have put a a kind of like smaller game together probably at, and with a small team on the side and put a kojima production thing on there to get some money rolling and the amount of time he probably invested in putting in that stupid thing yeah when does uh, this game come out no no release okay. date the gap between four and five was pretty big, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean... It was seven years. Seven years, yeah. Okay, so... Metal Gear Solid Five came out, what? Beginning of last year? And uh, nearly... It came out in, like... Oh, no, yeah, it was late last yeah, year. Like September, I think. Yeah, okay, yeah. So we'll say... So it's been almost nine months since that came out. So figure... We'll, we'll just say a year. So we're looking at 2020 at the best, I'm betting? Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm wondering where I see the first. If we're gonna see the first actual trailer next year. 
I'm curious. But, uh, I wouldn't cross your fingers and hold your breath on that one. So, yeah, it's a, anyway. Yeah. So anyway, that was that was like I said, that was kind of my last big thing. Like I, I like it was cool to see him come back on stage, but I mean at the same time, like I see him the way he like kind of parades himself out. I'm just like, what a pretentious prick. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. He fucking they had the orchestra going. It's fucking it lit up the stage. Oh, I love I love stupid shit like that. You know who he reminds me of? Like I love his games, but it's him I don't like. Is Itagaki, formerly of Tecmo. Yeah. I'm yeah. just like every time he talks, I'm just like. Ugh. God. That's the Castlevania guy, right? No, Itagaki is uh, the Dead or Alive Ninja Gaiden guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, he talks and I'm just like, well, this game, man first invented a stick, and that was to push people away. And then we invented rope and to pull people back together. I'm like, oh, shut the fuck oh, yeah, up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Rope yeah. God, no, it was probably to hang people, you dumbass. <laughs> it's like, okay, I just, like I said, every, I, I, I want, I like his games, I just, I don't want him to talk. I really don't want him to talk. I'm just like, Kojima, you make cool games. Just, just, just make the games and shut up, please. I, because every time he opens his mouth, I like him less and less. He's not like Miyamoto, where he's like endearing and charming. He's just like, if, if you're not, I guess, drinking the Kool-Aid, he's a pompous windbag, basically. So. Yep. And, but I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've sipped it and I kind of spit it out and I was like. I was like, well, I can look at the Kool-Aid and appreciate it, I guess. Oh, yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you. <laughs> yeah, if, if Kojima is not your thing, or you just don't worship at the Shrine of Kojima, it's just like pompous windbag. So, anyway, um, guys, I think it was a podcast. Yeah, alright. Did you guys have anything else disappointing? I didn't talk about Detroit Become Human, Jason, based on how much you like Beyond Two Souls. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's another David Cage game. <laughs> Thanks, John. You got me started. Good luck. Okay, everyone, oh, sit no, back. No. See, that's, and that's going to be a podcast, everyone. So. <laughs> nope. Yeah. It's a, remember what yeah, I said? If you had things to say about Kojima, <laughs> just wait till this fucker. <laughs> no, I honestly, I, I don't care. I'm not going to play this. I think Heavy Rain was his only good game, and even then, it was like, eh, it was okay. Heavy Rain was alright. Never played Beyond. So. I'm, I'm going to be playing Indigo Prophecy next month. So oh, like, that's right, that's right. You know what, maybe I'll give that one another shot, because yes, I've heard better I'm just, things. I'm going to be streaming that. That's my plan. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Beyond Two Souls, like, I... It, the whole, like, broke-it-up storytelling, like, served no purpose. I mean, it just was like, oh, wait, when am I in this? Okay, great. Look, mm. that, that trailer wasn't good. It, all these choices you have. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, it's like, um... Cool, I guess. I mean, it just it it feels very much like an earlier gener or maybe like two generations back of like PC games of like here's choices in games and how here's how outcomes can happen and I'm like, great, David Cage, wonderful. You've been promising us the same shit for I don't know two generations now and you still really haven't delivered on it. But okay, so like I said, his games look amazing. I'm the first to admit his games are very good looking. Astounding. Like they push the tech like almost nobody else does except maybe like Naughty Dog. But oh, yeah, I mean, no one touches Naughty Dog in that department. But <laughs> man, his games are not fun. Or really well scripted or written. The writing's terrible. Yes. Um the direction's pacing. pretty bad. Pacing's pretty poor. Um <laughs> I one of the things that took me out of the game immediately was when whatever the girl's name was that was in the hospital and or the parking garage and it said lift instead of elevator and it takes place in the you know and it takes place in the US and then she says, Oh, a motorbike, just what I needed. I'm like 
<laughs> yeah, motorbike. That's, that's huh? All the all the essential David Cage elements are yeah. there. Yeah, I was like, okay, well, nobody nobody in America heard this and like, hey, this sounds funny, guys. Maybe we should say motorcycle. David Cage, no. Motorbike. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, motorbike. Okay. okay. Mr. Cage, sorry. That's authentic. Elevator. No. Lift. Oh. Okay. All right then. Fine. <laughs> so, like I said, it's just stuff like that, and then the bad directing, acting, writing. Um, I can't, you know, I can't really blame the acting because they did have some good actors in there. It's just poor direction. Yeah. Very, very, very poor direction. I have. <laughs> anyway, let's, that's a podcast. Thanks for bringing that one up. I really appreciate it. God, it just. I gotta end them. Gotta end them a good note. We ended on two bummers here. God, that's that's strange. Maybe we should have started with the disappointment so we could have talked positively about something at the end here. So. Um. Yeah, I got nothing else, guys. That was a that was a podcast. So anyway, um, I'm not as good as Luke at this self promotion thing, but uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Games of Junk. Uh, we are on the internet. On you know on the on the actual web pages, GamesandJunk.net. Man, I am not good at. Man. Can we call Luke back and just have him do this for me? Um, on you Twitter, I am the apocalypse first. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. That's true. You know what? Maybe maybe I should send him an Xbox One so we can play State of the Case. So we can kind of get used to surviving an apocalypse. Oh, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, I appreciate go. that. Yeah, yeah. Twitter. I'm at, at Jason Ariola. John, John, you are John Lucero seven seven seven. That is correct. Bingo, Anthony. I leave me alone. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Cool. I don't want to talk to people. That leave me alone on Twitter. Yeah. I can't imagine engaging with people online. So. Yeah, it's okay. I barely engage with anybody anyway. I'm so. YouTube also, so whatever. Yeah, it's all good. It's You pick who you want, and you preemptively start muting and blocking people. Like, I see people that retweet stuff that I don't want to see. I just mute the people they retweet. I'm like, oh, I see less of this dribble now. Cool. So, Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. This has been the Games of Junk Podcast, and this has been our E3 wrap-up show. Oh, there it is.